Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Welcome to the dumbest part of your day. This is Common Man and T-Bone. All right, you That's described the Unabomber. No, but, but sometimes no, you, you go can't one say way. that Santa no. is the Unabomber. There's a fork in the road. No, there's no and fork. And sometimes you go down Unabomber Lane, He's and then you go down of magic he and good thoughts. The North Pole in Santa Claus Land is what I'm saying. Magic he chose a different path. And good thoughts got together, had rambunctious sex, and Santa was made like the elements of the earth. Featuring Panama Ted. Shut up, Ted! Five Minute Delays with Leanna Ray. You guys like Bjork? And random sounds from the internet. Yes, sir! Shavaka do! You want to sack? The guy is drunk! Watch your profanity. Would you not eat my pants? This is Man and Bone. <laughs> Welcome in. Hope you're having a great Tuesday. Happy Election Day. For those of you going out and voting, hopefully you all did. Jensen Lewis in for Common Man today. What's up, Jensen? How are you, buddy? Voted absentee uh, last week or the week before, I believe. I like to take a little more time. I like to do a bit more of the research and, and not feel like I'm standing at the booth there for an hour uh, trying to go through things, searching on my phone. So, uh, yes, happily uh, voted uh, this past week. I hope everyone out there... Uh, stay in line, do what you got to do, and uh, it's the the greatest thing you can do in this country. So uh, I'm one of those guys too. It, it's like a sport for me too. I like to stay up and watch the results and see, you know, how the country takes it in as a whole and and where all the dynamics are. So yeah, I think we're in for a late one tonight. That's for sure. <laughs> that's what it sounds like. All the analysis that I've read is that like some of the states are going to get done pretty quickly. The others could take a while. And what's always I found this interesting. Someone brought this up, and I think it's a dead on smart point. When the polls close in whatever state we're talking about or whatever, that's when the election's over. Like the the results are it. Someone won right there at like seven o'clock or eight o'clock, yes. whatever the time is, wherever it closes at that state. That's done. What we're gonna do then is unwrap what happened. <laughs> like the result is there. They have to count all the votes to figure it out. But this notion of like, oh, someone pulled ahead, it's like, nope, they just counted a few more votes. But <laughs> That's already over. Like it's it's like watching a game that already happens. Like watching, you know, a Guardians game on your Diver. That's basically what it is. Yeah. The results already happened. You're just finding yeah. out what it is in real time. And by the way, I just want to clarify because we're doing a lot of things today. We have inside the NFL coming up three forty eight. All the news and notes you need. Rapid fire in the four o'clock hour. Rapid fire, as we like to say here. Uh, game show in the five o'clock hour. That will be election day trivia. Want to make Ooh. that extraordinarily Ooh. clear okay. Chris Collinsworth it is election day trivia now here's a guy sort of much more erect that election day <laughs> keep it on the rails everyone <laughs> just stay right where we need to be so now J. Lou I don't blame you if you don't this is mostly like history it's my excuse to just do some like history stuff in the game show because Mike always likes to do a game show and I like to do like history stuff so that's kind of what we're doing but no worries if you don't know the answers on this. It's just kind of a little goofy thing we do every every week. We have some kind of game show, so we'll try to make it work. Should be a lot of fun. I love it. 
I'm looking forward to it, man. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Um, also, before we get into anything else, we have to start here because somebody, I don't know if this person remembered to get up and vote today, but if they didn't, they can't necessarily be blamed for it. One person won the $2.04 billion Powerball jackpot. Ticket was sold in California. They said at a gas station, Joe's Service Center in Pasadena. One person, not like three people. Again, would be fine if it was three people splitting it because you get all that cash. That's a lot of money, however you slice it. But one person, I don't know if they're going to take the lump sum or not, but either way, it's it's a bleep load of money. And I don't, if they didn't get up this morning and, and go immediately vote, I, I kind of get it. Life has changed for them in a big way. So good for whoever that was. So wasn't there controversy about this? They, they uh, did not do the drawing because of security protocols. And those, uh, that item was, was housed in the state of California. And oh, by the way, there's a ticket that won in California. I know we said we don't do conspiracy theory yesterday, but do we cue the files? I mean, do we add this to what we talked about yesterday? I mean, mean, it's at least possible that perhaps something was going on that, you know, because I saw that this morning. I'm like, so what happened? Did, did we win? Because, of course, I had some tickets just like everybody else did, I, th- I assume. And I went and looked, and they said the results have not been posted yet. And I said, well, mm. how does that happen? Yeah. How's that a thing? I didn't even know you could right. do that. I'm not, a, I'm not familiar with, a, with a lottery law enough if to know we, if that's how this works. If we have the same counting machines or, or selection machines from some of these states as we do for the lottery... What the hell's the world coming to? I, it's gonna be it's gonna be a bumpy ride. Let's put it that way. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna say I actually won. I won the lottery. Okay. I demand a recount of the Powerball winnings. I am actually gonna say I won. So I don't know, if, Jensen. You can join me in this. I think we should That's get fine. a lawsuit together. We should take this up to the highest court in the land. I okay. actually demand a recount of the Powerball because I think I yeah. won. I think that's yeah. what happened. So let's get See, it done. Now, I've always been fascinated with the people that decide to stay anonymous, uh, and I can understand why. That's not how, how you're going to you, roll if you ever win the lottery? Is that what you're no, saying? No, I would. If I won that prize yesterday, you're damn right I'm staying anonymous. Okay. But at some say. point, at some point, this information is going to get out because family, friends, you're not holding it in that you've now all of a sudden become a multimillionaire. You're not holding that in for the rest of your life. Like, there will be changes, you will buy toys. You will buy islands, or maybe singular. You'll buy in island. However, you deem spending the money. I, I would, I would wonder, and I wish this was like a Netflix documentary or something. You go back and you find because more often than not, Bowen, these people are bankrupt. Oh yeah, the, the winners. Really? I, you want to talk about an addictive series? Would love to have someone chronicle this. Well, they, I know they they have the one that's. I, how the lottery changed my life, but it, a lot of it, like that was a wasn't so much a documentary. It was more like a um, not TLC. It was like one of those channels, like True TV or something, where it was like not even gritty, or it was just in suburban Michigan, so and so won two point three million dollars scratch off, and then the music's very pleasant, and it's just like what they buy. They bought like a you know a new house, and they bought a powerboat, and they bought you know some other stuff. Like, and then at the end of the day, they're like, did it change your life? I'm like, yeah, kind of, not really, like. It's not the deep, dark underbelly that you're talking about, where yeah. someone's like, I won the lottery, and then it ruined my life. But mm-hmm. maybe that series exists, too. I don't know. Yeah. But 
Yeah, we it's need to get started up. Need to get to the bottom of that. That is absolutely right. I would I would watch something like that every week it's on. So I need to go check that out. But what would suck is because I thought I saw Pasadena and I thought, man, what if if somehow this happened that Chip Kelly won this thing like at <laughs> UCLA? That just would wouldn't that be like a college football coach who makes tens of millions of dollars to coach yeah. football game and then he goes like, oh, I won billion dollars. I'm going to keep coaching, though. Like, I guarantee you, if a college football coach won it, they would say, yeah, I'm still going to coach. I'm not quitting. Because these guys already should have quit all the money they've made. And then yet, they something else drives them. They want to do it. But whoever it is, congratulations. I want you to know, mm-hmm. I love you. I've always been in your corner, whoever you are. I care <laughs> deeply about you. I don't know who you are, but I know that I care. And if you feel that same connection, perhaps something can be worked out financially to solidify our relationship. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Buckeyes, they cruise to a big win. The men's basketball team got underway last night over, what is it that Timmy's calling him? Bobby Morris, Bob Morris, Robert Morris University is who they played. <laughs> yes. uh, 91 to 53 win over there. Good game. Good good to see the Buckeyes do some of the things. We had questions. I know it's one game against a not great opponent, but our question, at least one of them we asked yesterday, was is Justice suing a guy who can be that, 20-point guy. Can he be the leading scorer, the guy you go to? And, I mean, he looked pretty good. Had 12 points in the first half, 20 by the end of the game, and at times looked like the player who could take over a little bit. That's a good start. I I was happy to see that, Jensen. I I think we knew that this was a group from a rotation standpoint that that was something you and I had had spoken about yesterday. What, What does that look like? Uh, we didn't think there would be a ton of resistance from Robert Morris that ended up playing out. Uh, a couple of key takeaways from me: uh, the uh, the three point they shot what almost forty eight percent. So nice to get out of the shoot really quickly there. Uh, things that did not go well: the free throws at sixty one percent. And I realize it's first game of the year, but uh, that's something that if this team this team needs every last point, especially with some of the inexperience early. So if you're going to try and go into Cameron Indoor. You better be making eight out of ten to to try and stick with what will be a deeper, more athletic team. But great to see the consistency from beyond the arc uh, in game one. Uh, when you're getting Zed Key, uh, if you if you had the ticket for Zed Key makes the first three pointer uh, <laughs> just a minute into the game, congratulations, head to the window, you're a winner. Um, but I think I think more so the double double, not a surprise there. Yeah, Justice suing, right? That was a guy we had circled. Uh, it's, th- this is going to have to kind of be an evolving thing. You know, let's see him get to the flow. Let's see, get a couple of weeks of game time in. Uh, but all in all, you take care of business. So you do what you got to do. You get a lot of guys in uh, and and kind of get their feet wet on the season. Uh, so uh, I did like seeing Sensabaugh uh, with 17. You know, what were we talking about yesterday? You need a guy who, who can give you 18 a night. Uh, great to see uh, him come in and, and be a force. Uh, Tanner Holden with 12. Uh, and, and of course, suing uh, in double digits as well. So all around, uh, nice nice way to get out of the shoot and uh, continue to build on it from there. Yeah, I'll tell you a guy, too, that I, I really liked seeing was Isaac Likely. Not, I mean, he. this is a guy who's been a four-year player at Oklahoma State and is, I mean, averaged about 30 minutes a game in, in over those four years. Not like he just showed up recently and started playing big-time college basketball minutes, right? This guy has played a lot of tough competition over a four-year period. And I thought he looked a little bit like a veteran last night. I mean, he, he's a guy that I feel when you get into Big Ten play, he can do some of those those glue things, intangible things, you know, making some smart passes. You know, I don't know that he's ever going to light up a score sheet from, you know, giving you 
15, 20 points, something like that, might have a game. But it's more about the fact that he just seems to be kind of all over the floor making some good things happen. So I like to see that. I think that's a good sign as well for this team that you've got a couple veteran guys. Sean McNeil, too, who's a transfer in from West Virginia, right? right? You got, mm-hmm. You've got some guys who played some big-time minutes in tough basketball conferences who are now playing for Ohio State. That's kind of how you have to build this thing. And Felix Akpara, he played not a ton of minutes, about 13, 14 minutes, but he had a couple blocks. Looked like a guy that I thought, all right, you you throw him out there. If his minutes could increase to like 15 to 20 a game and he becomes a guy who can help you out when you've got some foul trouble there, especially in the low post. I, I, I'm just saying my optimism meter got cranked up just a smidge last night. I felt I felt a little better about this team. Long way to go. Maui's going to tell us a lot about this team, but overall, I thought that was a good start to the season. And we get another fun start tonight for those of you who like to watch the women's basketball yes. teams. They're playing the Lady Vols. Top 25 matchup. I think the Lady Vols are top five. Buckeyes are ranked 14th, but tons of talent back on this team. Uh, I'm We're going to the game. Taking the two. I've got three girls. Two oldest are going with me. So this one's on BTN if you want to watch it. And of course, we'll have the coverage here. Matt Andrews will be calling the game. You can hear that at 830. Buckeye Roundtable is from 6 to 8 on all the fan you know, broadcast network and, of course, right here on 97.1 The Fan. Then, 8.30, 14.60, you can hear that game if you want to listen to it. So it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, get, uh, get a little J.C. Sheldon action out there, which she averaged almost 20 a game last year, I think, yeah. and then uh, Taylor Mike Sill as well. Uh, Sweet 16, and uh, you know, let's, let's see if they can improve. Uh, but, man, the Big Ten, we talked about it yesterday. A lot of ranked teams. You, they're going to be battle-tested. Yes. <laughs> you know, starting yes. off at the top five. But, man, the league play is is really going to uh, reveal a lot about this club. So yeah. a, a good, good, solid start tonight going to be exciting. Yeah, there's a lot of talent in the Big Ten, men's side and women's side of basketball. It's, it's, a, it's almost like it's a good basketball conference. So that's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, we'll take a break, come back. Monday Night Football discussion. Jim Irsay had a press conference during Monday Night Football. Oh, and didn't go great for for that guy. We'll talk about it next. It's Man and Bone, Jensen Lewis filling in on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slowdowns to watch out for on the north outer belt. You'll find an accident blocking the right lane of the ramp from Route 315 northbound to 270. Plan out some heavy slowdowns as things begin to build. About a 15-minute slowdown is expected. This traffic report is sponsored by Take 5 Oil Change. To Take 5, they're faster than you think. That means you'll get your oil change faster than it takes to get through I-70 during a rainstorm or rush hour. So go visit them and see for yourself just how fast you can be in and out. Take 5 to stay in your car. 10-minute oil change. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Their BMI is higher than their IQ. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Hope Tuesday's going well. Hope you got out to vote as well. Happy Election Day to you. Jensen Lewis filling in for Common Man today. J. Lou is uh, ready to go. Did you watch that big Monday Night Football game last night? Did you get into that one at all? The Ravens? Taking it to the Saints was that was that on your radar much last night? I know you went to that college basketball game up at Cleveland State. Yeah, 
Yeah, by the time we came back, uh, and by the way, what a terrible loss. Uh, the Division Two Notre Dame College Falcons uh Cleveland State not uh, they were up by 10 uh late in that one and did not uh, did not get it uh, across the finish line. The Saints so I I like the Saints at plus 2 last night. I thought they would keep it closer and uh, you know again the Ravens who routinely go out to these double digit leads and then blow it in the second half. I'm like, "All right, here we go again." But you know, a little different group now with uh you know Roquan Smith in there and, you know, finding a way to uh, have uh, Lamar Jackson, even without his top target of Mark Andrews, uh, just plug in Isaiah Likely. Kenyon Drake had a great night. Um, they they now have, uh, with this Josh Allen issue, you know, the Ravens, just like we talked about the, the Bengals, they're talented teams and they're battle-tested. Like, they, they feel, as long as they could stay healthy, they're going to be right in the thick of this thing. And and if Allen is out for a significant amount of time, I mean, that's enough to vault them into a, a higher seed and you know perhaps flip the script on the AFC. I mean, it, it's still Lamar Jackson in a contract year, ton to play for, but uh, Ravens taking care of business last, uh, last night for sure. Yeah, yeah, you're right about that. And it, it does open things up if, if that Josh Allen injury looms over all of this, right? Not that, not that the Ravens couldn't, beat the Bills straight up if it came to it. But mm. obviously, you know, that's going to be a lot different if the Bills aren't even in the picture because Josh Allen goes down. But we'll find out more on that as we get going. But I, I do have to point out once again, and I don't mean to beat up on him, but Andy Dalton yet again in a primetime game. Uh, not great. Not all his fault. I mean, he, he did get walloped quite a bit back there, but touchdown and a pick. Not 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 his night, right? I mean, but this is just kind of the story with him, and I I don't even know what the argument is anymore with him being, you know, the guy. I saw that uh, Dennis Allen said they're not even considering benching him, and it's yeah, all, all right. Well, well, what are we doing? Good luck with all that. I guess I I don't understand. I mean, I you have Jameis Winston there. I don't know that he's he's he obviously got hurt that took him out of the action, but now he's healthy and he's back, and you could could bring him back in if you wanted to, and they've just decided not to yet. As of right now, I don't know why. Don't understand it. And again, if you're looking at that division, uh, which uh, we alluded to yesterday, if you had the Atlanta Falcons, you know, halfway through the season, or at least close to halfway through the season, being your division leader, you would think, okay, Tom Brady either got hurt uh, or you know something catastrophic happened uh, w- within that division. But credit where it's due, Atlanta has played well enough to be up there, and then you know. You've got Tampa tied with them at this point, but the Saints are just the game back. So, you know what? I don't. I don't understand what the fascination would be with that. Your your schedule coming up. You got to go to Pittsburgh. Then you're going to be home against the Rams, who have been lackluster to say the least. And then you really get into it with a tough schedule here at the Niners, at the Bucks, and that Bucks game, I believe, is a Monday Night Football game. Why? Why are you not? You know, you've lost three of your last four. How, how do you not make a little bit of a switch here? Get Jameis, who's got at least some juice, yeah, and get him a couple of weeks before you get into really the big part of your schedule. I mean, taking three games out at the Niners, at Tampa, then home against Atlanta. That uh, it, it just seems like that would be the logical conclusion, but I guess not. It almost feels like they they are a borderline because of how bad the division is. They're a borderline playoff team that desperately wants to be a top five pick team. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Where they're like, we're just 
good enough that we can stick in this division. And if you put in a competent, I'm not saying James Winston may not be that guy. I don't know. You could, I, I don't know that that would make things imminently better or not, but you're still in the race and you're right. It's almost like they're saying, yeah, we don't, we don't want to be, we would, <laughs> we would prefer to go out and get the quarterback of our future next year. Perhaps that could happen, but you know, I'm losing last night helps in that regard, but yeah, it's a mess. That whole division, the NFC South is just, it's gross. And I didn't think Tampa would be quite as bad as they have been. Man, it looked a little better this week, but yeah, that's still not a fixed product at all. Um, switching over to AFC South, let's talk about the Colts because their situation, Jeff Saturday is now the head coach. We talked about this a bit yesterday. It was quite the shocking thing to see that Jeff Saturday has been on our TVs for ESPN and then out of nowhere, he's just given the Colts job because Jim Irsay is his buddy. There was a couple quotes. I mean, this press conference kind of went wild quickly. There was a lot of talk about experience. I don't know if you knew this, J. Lou, but apparently to be a uh, a coach in the NFL, experience is a bad thing. Who needs it, right? Because that, according to Jim Irsay, that's going to taint your view of how this all works. And now, I mean, Jeff Saturday is untainted is what I was I was told is he can just go out there with a clear mind and see all the brilliance that other football coaches can't see. He's going to figure it out. Never mind that for years in this league, it's been tough to get these head coaching jobs and they've had so many retread coaches because no one wanted to give a new guy a shot. Now they're going completely off the books and saying, let's just get a guy who's never even coached anything. Let's have him be the head coach. Just so bizarre press conference. Yeah, and, and to add to that, of course, we know that the Rooney rule is you know, a big deal here for the hiring process within the NFL. Uh, it it appears that the quote that Jim Irsay gave uh, would, I guess, skirt that issue. His quote says, there is no problem in perception except some of you guys make a problem or perception. But you need hits, so you've got to do it. I understand I do the same thing. I was a broadcast journalism major, too. <laughs> Let me just tell so, you right now, you know this, too. All the actual journalism students that then became reporters love that he, they're just so thrilled that he was like, oh, yeah, I, I'm basically like you. I, yeah. My dad was a billionaire, gave me a team. I, I went to school. I, I know what you do. It's fine. I'm sure they yeah. love that. Go ahead. Yeah. So he continues with, so it's something where there's always going to be a lot created and a lot of words said. By the way, this whole quote is a word salad in and of itself. It is. Uh, you know, and you know, and I don't know, are you guys ever held accountable? Do your editors ever bring you in and say, well, you wrote that stuff. It was all wrong. You're fired. We get held accountable. That's for sure. So, but it was, it's something that we're following the Rooney rule to a T and, you know, I really look forward to the interview process at the end of the season. Oh God. (laughs) Really bad. Can you explain to me how, again, the NFL owners get held accountable? (laughs) Because when they're terrible, when they don't know how to find a quarterback basically ever since Peyton Manning, although Andrew Luck, that situation just sucked that he kept getting hurt, but you lucked into, uh, no pun intended, you lucked into that. That worked out. The time that Peyton Manning goes away from your team is when a generational quarterback's coming up through the draft and you end up being the worst team in the league and you can draft him and then he gets hurt and you've not been able to figure that out since. Where's the accountability that says, you know what, Jim Ursay should be fired. No one can fire you, Jim Ursay. What is he even talking about with the accountability? Yeah. Makes no yeah. sense. And then on the Rooney yeah. Rule stuff, I'm not saying it's likely to work out, but let's just pretend for a second that Jeff Saturday were to come in and be great. Right. You think they're going to go through a serious interview process? 
No. And, and look at minority candidates and say, yeah, yeah, we're giving them the fair shake. No, the whole point here is he got his foot in the door. If he's successful, he has the inside track to win this job. I doubt that happens. And and apparently so does Jim Ursay, that's why he's saying, hey, we're going to interview a real guy coming up later. But right now, we just got this guy. He's going to go out and try not to suck, I guess, or try to suck. Try to get to top pick. I don't know. Either way, it's, it's a bad situation and a bad look for that team. Uh, and we, they... They they also real quickly no, you're are, are handing the play the play calling uh, duties to a guy who's never called plays. They don't have a guy on their staff that's called plays in an NFL game. Yeah, what is it? Parks and Rec. What's this dude's name? Parker. Yeah, Parks and Rec. <laughs> Parker something or other. It's like yes. I I just saw it and I'm like I mean again no whatever good for that guy. There's been plenty of guys who get their first chance at some. You always have to start somewhere, right? Where you become the offensive coordinator for the first time. But this idea that the first-year coach is now going to rely on a first-time play caller and all that's going to work out with guys with 30, 40 years of experience on that staff, I want to watch that reality show. That's the I want put cameras in there. I want hard knocks to happen right now. Oh Drop my. in on this season immediately. I want those cameras. Uh, we've got some good news for the Browns coming up next. It's Man and Bone, Jensen Lewis filling in on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You'll find an accident still blocking the right lane of the ramp from Route 315 northbound to 270 North Outer Belt. Please be careful over here as traffic begins to build. You'll also find some slowdowns on westbound 670 between I-71 and 4th Street. This traffic report is sponsored by Staples Store. Staples is a one-stop destination for shipping supplies like boxes, mailers, and packing filler to services like UPS shipping. And right now, get 25% off UPS Express shipping services at Staples. Offer valid in U.S. Staples stores through 1231. Staples, the best kept secret in shipping. And the NRA with fan traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Stupid impressions and bad math. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Inside the NFL coming up just a little under about 10 minutes away or so, 10, 15 minutes away. We will do that 348. By the way, how about going to a Jackets game for under 100 bucks? We can make it happen. Introducing the 9710 Fan Ticket Package. Get two lower bowl tickets or four upper bowl tickets for only $97.10. It's pretty good. You can reserve your tickets now to see the Jackets host the Flyers on Tuesday, November 15th. Visit 971thefan.com for all the details. Jensen Lewis in for Common Man today. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about that Jim Ursay Colts thing in a second because it's unfortunately already inspired other dopes to say, I think I too should be given the keys to an NFL franchise, (laughs) but more on that breaking news in a moment. Uh, Some good news up there in Cleveland, right? Brown's getting quarterback Denzel Ward back out on the practice field. So that was good Mm. to see had the uh, concussion issues back in week five and hasn't really been available since, but was on the practice field for the first time. So that's good. Wyatt Teller also, He's missed two games with a calf injury, been working out as well. We don't have another injury report until Wednesday, so we'll find out then what their status is. But you would think having Denzel Ward back, if he's able to get back this week, going up against the Dolphins, that should be, I would assume that's going to be all all hands on deck there in the secondary. You're going to need everybody you can. 
So that'll no hopefully question. be a good 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 reserves there for him. He can get yeah, back in. and and to think about coming off, uh, you know the the bye week here too. Uh, it, it's going to take. Uh, at least a little bit of pressure off uh, a greedy Williams. Uh, you know, even I, I tell you, he's got to be really good. Uh, Greg Newsom's going to have to be really good. John Johnson, the third is going to have to be amazing. I mean, when you think about, I mean, almost, you know, back to the days of, of having uh, Jabril peppers play like 35 yards back, you know, when they did that years ago, just knowing the speed uh, and, and on both sides with Hill and, and Jalen Waddle, you're going to have to keep everything in front of you, and and they're going to have to take some chances too, because Miami can Miami can score at will uh, when when they're rolling, and that's what they are right now, uh, and that's not even factoring in what what Mostert, Jeff Wilson Jr. coming over uh, in the deal with the 49ers. It's a really well balanced offense, and so as you as you said, Bone, all hands on deck, and then from the offensive line standpoint, uh, you get Teller. Uh, who is is going to have to play a a really solid uh, right side of the line, uh, knowing that Miami's front uh, is is pretty solid. I mean, this is a this is a, f- a fascinating look at at which side you know, especially with Bradley Chubb coming off the outside, how they're going to have to limit pressure and give Jacoby Brissett some time because you would think Xavier Howard is going to follow Amari Cooper and try and take him out of the equation. Yeah, you would think so. And and by the way, this stretch that the Browns have coming up, which looks, it still is a tough stretch, right? You have at the Dolphins, not easy. Uh, at the Bills, could be slightly easier. Josh Allen, if he's not available, don't know how that's going to play out yet, right? But mm-hmm. then the Bucks after that, and, and who knows if you're going to get the Tom Brady of old, if you're going to get the Tom Brady they've had most this year. But those are your those are your three left before Deshaun Watson comes back, and with the season kind of not hanging in the balance, but with only three wins sitting there, you know, could they find a way to sneak one out against the Dolphins? That changes things quite a bit. Then you've got two games that look a little bit more winnable. I'm not saying that's likely to beat the Dolphins, but the good news being you're getting some of your key guys back. We'll see if that helps, but I don't know if that's going to be enough to help you beat the Dolphins. We'll find out. It's going to be hopefully a good game. But, uh, yeah, getting everybody healthy is the best thing you can hope for after the bye week, like you said. Would it it be fascinating to see Case Keenum suit up because Allen has to mix a couple of weeks? They find a way to beat Miami, and it's Jacoby Brissett against (laughs) Case Keenum in Buffalo. I know, right? That's what everybody's been waiting for, that matchup, right? No one. That's not exactly what you would have thought would be on the docket, but might work out that way. We'll find out. Um, I saw this, that uh, the Jeff Saturday hiring from the Colts has now gotten, of course, Skip Bayless to pipe oh, up no. about how he feels about that whole thing. And oh. naturally he turned the lens of interest of, of inspection on that situation. He turned it around and put it on himself and said, no, this, this is how it reflects on me on his Skip Bayless show podcast. He claimed that not only is he capable of being a general manager in the NFL, but he'd be better than many current GMs. <laughs> Which is just so endearing. I'm sure everyone loves it when he does that. Um, He says, I believe I've demonstrated over almost 20 years of live national television, a pretty good eye and instinct for which college players can play pro football. And I believe I'd be better than many current team builders at drafting and trading pro football players. Good for you. Glad you believe in yourself. No one should give this guy. He's got all the money he needs. He has all the influence he's happy with. He doesn't need to go run an NFL team. Let someone else do that job. He's... He's fine. He doesn't need another opportunity. He's good. Leave him alone. 
Let him just do his thing over there. Let him be wrong on the on the podcast or on TV. It, it I mean, who would you? Again, this is a hypothetical. We do this in radio. Uh, if you were forced to hire Skip Bayless or Stephen A. Smith to run your NFL team, who would you hire? Mm. You know, the thing with Stephen A. is I feel like he didn't lose the journalism credibility as quickly as Skip. Now, you could argue mm-hmm. Stephen A.'s gone further down that road mm-hmm. of, you know, becoming like a media personality. But I feel like he's closer to the idea of a journalist and someone who deals more with the facts. I mean, you had Skip Bayless back in the mid-90s writing about, you know, Troy Aikman's sexual orientation. And oh, ex- and, and remember all I that? forgot about that. Right. That was, that's 20-plus <laughs> years ago we're talking. Wow. 25 years ago we're talking where he was the, the showman, the let me get out there and be extreme and wild and crazy and put some stuff out there that doesn't really fly. That's irresponsible. You, I don't... I want someone who's going to be at least somewhat responsible to run my NFL team. All I mean, all jokes aside, Skip Bayless, I believe, would be out there the second day with his shirt off, standing at the podium, asking if someone wants to fight him. Like, I just don't think he, I don't think he's made for this. I don't think it would work out well. So, yeah, I'd take Stephen A. over him in a heartbeat, even if he does have to do like some Oberto beef jerky commercials in the midst of it. That's fine, <laughs> whatever. I would, t- I think I would take him over uh, over Skip, but who knows? That's Hopefully not anything we ever have to cross, but gosh, I hope not. Yeah, we'll see, man. Colts have just set the bar. I, 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 this has been thrown out there too, that who, oh God, why am I blinking now who it is? Cause I threw it out there. Who are the, who did the Texans want to hire former quarterback who kept getting like old quarterback who's been around forever. God, why am I blinking on who this is? Oh, it's one of the McCowns. Yeah, right? one of the McCowns, right? Is it Josh McCown? Oh, yes. That they wanted, that's they were right. like, we wanted Josh McCown to be. And then everyone yes. was like, you can't hire Josh McCown. And it was like, yeah, we're not going to hire him either. <laughs> that's funny. It's almost like now that thought has been put back out there of, hey, if this works, Texans are going to immediately go hire him this offseason. <laughs> and they say probably if it wasn't for that Brian Flores lawsuit that he they would have done. They would have hired him. Yeah. yeah. I just wow. Why are these teams so desperate to run to guys with no experience? In the same division, no less. I just find that to be odd. But like, whatever. if we've watched enough hard knocks to realize what it takes, I mean, just taking a look inside the head coach's room where they've got that magnetic board of of the depth charts and you know trying to manage uh, all that responsibility plus the media plus uh, you know working with a GM. I mean, this is you just don't. We're all armchair quarterbacks to a certain extent, and that's why we get paid to do this. Yeah, but the the phrase "stay in your lane" sort of feels applicable to this Skip Bayless issue. Right, it's absolutely just, right. Just you know what you want to you want to say that you would rather have made this decision than that one. That's fine. Don't ever say you could do that. That's like, hey, you can go in and do heart surgery. No thanks, dude. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's happening. Right? For you. Yeah. Nope. I, we've had so many guys misjudge like what to do on fourth down with 12 seconds left in a close game or whatever, all those two minute morning decisions and all that stuff. Yeah. That's what we need is more guys who've never coached in the league to try to also, yeah, yeah, that'll, that'll work out really well. We'll go inside the NFL next. When we come back, it's man and bone Jensen Lewis filling in on the fan fan traffic from the Meister's bar and pizza traffic center. 
Good afternoon. Some slowdowns to watch out for. Traffic is slow on I-70 east side, eastbound between Hamilton Road and I-270. Plan on some backups in that area. And more delays expected on 71 south side northbound between Greenland Avenue and I-70. This traffic report is sponsored by Take 5 Oil Change. To Take 5, they're faster than you think. That means you'll get your oil change faster than it takes to get through the outer belt during a rainstorm at rush hour. So go visit them and see for yourself just how fast you can be in and out. Take 5 to stay in your car 10-minute oil change. Only an array with fan traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Extra large. Extra stupid. This is Man and Bone. Don't forget, we have got plenty coming up for you later today in the show. Rapid Fire coming up. Rapid Fire. 434. Game show in the 5 o'clock hour. It's the Election Day Trivia Contest, and that is Election Day. Don't get it twisted. Uh, also tonight, Buckeye Roundtable on after us. Two straight hours of Buckeye conversation. Ohio State women's basketball tips off tonight on 1460 ESPN. You can catch that. Matt Andrews on the call there. So lots of good stuff, especially if you're a Buckeye fan. we got plenty for you today. Uh, but Jensen Lewis joins me in for Common Man. You ready to go inside the NFL, J. Lou? Roger that. All right, let's do it. Common Man and T-Bones inside the NFL. Brought to you by my friend Dick Masheter Ford. Open 24-7 at MasheterFord.net. Take it away, sir. So we mentioned this whole Jeff Saturday thing, right? Okay, so he was formerly an ESPN analyst. Well, it appears that this must be in the water there in Bristol because reportedly ESPN's Dan Orlovsky would consider working with the now Colts interim head coach, wait, Jeff Saturday. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Dan Orlovsky would consider... What does that have to do with anything? From the Like, so would I. Like, if the Colts called me and said, would you consider working for the Colts? I'd say, sure. Well, how much are you going to pay me? Like, what is that? That doesn't mean I'm qualified to do it. Isn't that the bigger hurdle? Like, So, yeah, it's funny that you bring that up because Orlovsky, who did play for the Colts in 2011, if you remember Jeff Saturday back then, uh, he was asked, I believe, by Dan Patrick uh, what the situation would be. He said, Jeff and I have had conversations about coaching. We've had some really good in-depth conversations of like what coaching looks like. Who are the good ones? Who are the bad ones? My interest level in it, where I am in the present moment. That's when I look back and I'm like, aha. You know, like I think he was gathering kind of a feel and information without revealing some of the stuff that was going on behind the scenes. What the hell is going on here? Dude, I don't even. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you or I or anybody who doesn't play in the NFL would be as qualified as an NFL player like Dan Orlovsky who played in the league. I'm just saying I can't believe that's where we are that... The NFL tries to tell you this is not an exclusive club. We do not just let certain people be head coaches and everybody else has an equal opportunity, all that. They say that, and then guys who played in the league who have no coaching experience are like, oh, yeah, I know that guy. Can we call him? Let's call him. And I don't know about you if you're buying in on this conspiracy, Jensen, but they had to have called Peyton Manning first, right? You would think. Jim Irsay called Peyton first, was like, this is yours if you want. And he's like, no, that's silly. I'm not doing that. But have you called Jeff? 
I don't know. If, I'm not saying Peyton Manning would have said that, but maybe that was an offer that was, you know, thrown out there, or maybe just Jim Irsay said, "Well, if Peyton says no, calling Jeff Saturday next." And maybe he just watched that clip, that highlight of them screaming at each other, and was like, "I need one of those two guys. I don't care which yeah. one. I need one of yeah. those two running my team." All right. So, so anyway, uh, I, Dan I could say, if, yeah, if you wanted to get Lewis Riddick to be in your front office, who's actually done the job before, go figure. And, then works at it as an ESPN analyst. Okay, I get that. But this so, is whack. It, it, dude, it's it's wild, man. This is... I don't even know what... I don't know how Ursay can... He he got like a minute of credibility when he called out Dan Snyder a couple weeks ago, and then he yeah. nukes all of that within 10 days. Like, instantly back to like, oh no, we remember. This is the idiot who pays millions of dollars for a Van Halen guitar. Never mind. Back to your regularly scheduled coverage of his lunacy. Oh well, whatever. What else you got there? Um, so I hate to keep burying the Colts, but they just keep providing content. So if you remember last month, uh, Jim Ursay, remember when all the owners were going at each other like, I got enough dirt to nuke you. Uh, Dan Snyder said, I'll blow up the league because I've got all of this. Well, remember Jim Ursay called out Daniel Snyder. Right, yeah. The commanders didn't like it. They accused Ursay of violating the NFL's constitution and bylaws by making public comments critical of Snyder. Now... With the Jeff Saturday issue, they uh, there here's a statement from the commanders. We would never judge an owner without having all the facts, but we stand for people of merit and experience and promote policies that provide equal opportunity uh, for all. Uh, mm. uh-huh. Look at mm-hmm. that. Look at the mm. commanders trying to go, hey, remember you all you hate you hate that guy? We hate him too. See, uh, we're a lot similar. Forget all the other accusations about workplace inadequacy going on with how women have been treated in our organization. Uh, don't even eh, don't even pay attention to that. Who cares? But I mean, again, it, it, it's very it's very apropos because we know that Dan Snyder uh, has it's not necessarily followed to the letter of the law, the Rooney Rule. If you go all the way back to I think two thousand nine. Uh, I believe it was uh, violating uh, the spirit of the provision by interviewing uh, at least one in-house candidate to replace Jim Zorn. Uh, And then I think it was just the biggest open secret that he was going to hire Mike Shanahan anyway. Right. It's it's wild how this goes, man. Yeah, and and don't get me wrong. Like, Jim Ursay, stupid now, stupid forever. Dan Snyder, also dumb. It it doesn't matter that, like, if these two guys want to fight it out, I have always said watching NFL owners fight is like watching two country club members argue about whose locker is better. And it's just like, I'm just going to sit out here on the lawn where they won't let me in at all. And I'm just going to laugh at all of you for being ridiculous while I just sit out here, you know, sipping some iced tea and just enjoying the show. Because this this doesn't, I mean, it affects us because we're football fans. It affects our teams if that's an owner of your team. But they're little petty arguments with each other. Those are just fun for me. I enjoy it when... Jerry Jones gets riled up about some other owner and they start fighting over this or that. Great. I'm I am here for all that drama. So Yeah. It's, yeah. Are you and I are you and I gonna go take over head coaching and play calling duties <laughs> for a a local college or something? I don't know. Point? I don't I mean well what sport because obviously you you played in major league baseball, so yeah. you actually could be someone who's in the realm of discussion for coaching yeah. managerial jobs, stuff like that, if this is the new standard, obviously. Mm. I think but neither of us ever played basketball at a professional level. I think I'm safe in saying that. So why don't we aim for that? Let's just aim for going to run. I mean, the Canton charge. Well, hey, man, it couldn't go much worse than what they set up Steve Nash with, right? Where that whole situation with the Nets, like, I'm just saying, 
you can pretty much hire anybody, and I don't, that's not getting fixed anytime soon. That's right. that's all that's all bad right there. Right. Uh, someone who does have a little bit more coaching credibility than say Jeff Saturday or Dan Orlovsky or Jensen or myself, that would be Ryan Day. And so he had his weekly press conference today. You will hear from the coach next. It's Man and Bone with Jensen Lewis filling in on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Plenty of slowdowns on the roads right now. You'll find delays on 670 westbound between I-71 and 4th Street. More backups on I-71 north side northbound between 670 and 11th Avenue. And Route 315 southbound between Kinnear Road and 3rd Avenue. Traffic is slow there as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Ohio Laborers and Ohio Lessett. Distracted driving is dangerous driving. Be smart. Ohio Laborers and Lessett is reminding you to never text while driving. Do your part. Take the safer roads pledge today at OhioLECET.com. Together, we can stop distracted driving. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Prepare your non-beef jerky insides for what's about to happen to them. This is Common Man and T-Bone. And we are sorry for that. Uh, Man and Bone brought to you by the Hinderer Motor Company right here on The Fan. Jensen Lewis filling in for Common Man today. Thanks for uh, spending a couple days with me, buddy. I appreciate it. You bet. Been a good time. We got uh, Timmy Hall filling in tomorrow for Mike. He's out all week. He's down in uh, Disney World is where he's uh, traveled to, so... So I'll see him. Well, we're flying over him, I guess. Oh, yeah. I'm headed to Miami on Thursday. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot. You said you guys yeah. are going down there for the Browns game. And right. check out a heat game. You got all. You got the weekend yeah. planned out. That sounds good. As long as this tropical storm, Nicole, gets out of the way. Yeah, so I know. That, I, uh, I saw there was a little. I saw it initially. It was like a light. I don't remember what the term was, but the way I heard it was like a light tropical storm or something yeah. like that. It was a weird term that I'd never heard before. But I guess now it's starting to get into more of a thing. So, yeah, hopefully the weather holds for you because yeah. light tropical sloppy storm conditions is not good. Yeah, 52, 52 miles an hour sustained winds. That's light. Like, <laughs> I already know what 30 miles an hour feels like. What's almost double that? Right. And then, <laughs> yeah, let's try to play a football game in that. That's what Ohio State had to deal with, right? That's That was always fun. That, uh, that Evanston game is going to live on as being just such a weird weather game. And like we talked about, Ryan Day had his press conference today where they had to discuss, you know, Quite a bit about, among other things, the uh, the poor weather conditions there in Evanston. Here's a little bit of what Ryan Day had to say. I think someone said at one point there was an 80 mile an hour wind gust in the area. You know, like it was just very strange. So, you know, if if we play in a game like that again, you know, I think we would probably maybe try to you know run the quarterback a little bit more, you know, a little bit earlier. But uh, that comes with risks as well. So, no, I mean, I think there's bad weather and then there's extreme weather, and I thought that was you know pretty extreme on Saturday. Yeah, I, I would not disagree that it was extreme. I don't know that it explains everything clearly, and I'm not saying that he's using that excuse, but it, that weather was intense, and I know that that question was asked. So it's I, I just don't know if that gets us all the way to like why they can't run the football. You know, that's that's the part that's a little hard to swallow, and I'm sure it is for him too. I mean, he talked quite a bit about that as well. But I, yeah, there's no there's no rhyme or reason for. Okay, we should have done this earlier. I mean, you knew the weather conditions days in advance. Okay, you're on the ground. Heck, he did an interview with College Game Day on the ground there. You could hear the wind whipping through the headphones. Like there, 
this was this was front and center. You can't tell me one of the most prepared coaching staffs didn't have a package of plays where you're going to know pretty early in the first quarter <laughs> if the passing game is working or not. Right. You know that. So that doesn't jive with me. No, I I totally agree, and that's it's something that's I I'm not saying, and I want to be clear because here's another quote from Ryan Day where he was asked about if there's you know any excuses as to why this run game was not better, and he said no, there's not. But at the end of the day, our running backs got to run. You know, our line's got to block, and tight ends got to block. Uh, receivers got to be a part of it. You know, whether it's the perimeter run game with the bubbles and things like that, or coming down to block safeties. I mean, there's everyone's got to be involved in this, and you know, we all just got to execute it better. I've got a couple quotes here from Ryan Day where he was asked quite a bit about the toughness part of this team because I think that's one of the bigger questions kind of hanging around this team and it was last year right is are they tough enough can they stand there and basically go toe-to-toe with the most physical defenses defensive lines offensive lines in the Big Ten and then it felt like earlier this year some of those questions were answered right I mean that was at least the what a lot of them were vocalizing and saying yeah we stood in there we can we can hang with anybody so now the questions are coming back about toughness. Here's a little more of Ryan Day talking about preaching that toughness to the team. Throughout the year, you know, I think if you've seen some of the teams we played and talked to the teams we played, you've, you've, you've recognized how hard, how tough we played. And again, the, the three things that we focused on is toughness, discipline, and skill. Yeah. I mean, it, he also had this one about uh, being disappointed in the short yardage running game, which that would, to me, go to the toughness angle. But let's see what he had to say. I mean, you know they're all going to be in there. And, and we've got to convert in those situations. Um, I, I think it was a combination of things. There was multiple ones, you know, that that hurt us on third down. But we didn't we didn't quite get the movement we wanted to. You know, we didn't quite, you know, enter the blocks the right way. You know, there, you'll see a couple of them where we just were not flush on the blocks. And then there's one scheme that we probably got to done a better job with in terms of uh, doing that. But but overall, it was just you know they they were down in there and we weren't getting enough movement. You know, we gotta. We got to get our pads down lower. We got to fit those blocks a little bit better, and then you know there's a couple times we can get them in better place. So I think, it's, again, it's not just one person you know that that made you know the mistake because there was multiple ones we didn't convert on. I to me, he sounds like someone who is saying the right things as far as publicly to the media when they're asking, oh, "Is your team tough enough?" He's saying, "Yeah, we're tough enough. We're good." I think it's in the meeting room and is saying, "Guys, we are tough, tough enough." enough. <laughs> well, he's almost saying like, "We are tough enough." Like. Like I would say to my kids, like you are going to listen as we go into the grocery store. Now you are not going to ask me for seven packs of gum. Like you just <laughs> let's let's get this going. So we're all in the proper mindset. You're going to execute and you're going to be tough and you're going to get this done. I don't know. Am I reading that wrong, J. Lou? No, uh, I think that's right. But boy, like I said yesterday, there's if you're going to have this kind of an issue, it's nice to have a couple of weeks to get ready and get it out of your system. And, and make those necessary adjustments before the big game. Because, as I said, you, you asked about the panic level. I, I'm not as panicked because I still think they are way too talented and they do need to get healthy a little bit to allow things to transpire uh, the way that I think they had it drawn up at the beginning of the season. But the line of scrimmage is something, too. And, and this isn't the first time that they've had issues up there. So... If you ask me what I'm panicked about more, the consistency of of the, that line and being able to dictate terms up there, because then it doesn't matter who's running behind you. Right. If you win the line of scrimmage, then everything else takes care of itself. Yeah, I tend to agree. And the other, I mean, this is this is another thing on the running game that Mike and I have kind of gone back and forth with since the off season and 
I don't know that we got the answer. I thought we might have with this quote from Ryan Day. I've been wondering is is the reason we don't see more design quarterback runs because Ryan Day wants to do them and CJ Stroud is just like I am never going to run the football. I refuse to do that. That's not something I do. Don't ask me to do it. I find that to be hard to believe. Mike has been more of the opinion that no, I think Ryan Day does want to run the football and for whatever reason, you know, CJ Stroud just knows his limitations, knows that's not what he's best at. And so that's not something he is wanting to do. Ryan Day had a quick quote about this where he was asked, so did you find something with the quarterback run? And I think his answer is kind of interesting. Here we go. Well, I, I think CJ embraced it and you could see what he can do. And I think it, it can be a weapon for us moving forward. So, you know, maybe we, we found a little something there, but that has pluses and minuses as well. I, all right. So so CJ found CJ found something, he embraced it, and I thought, ah, maybe that's the key. Maybe it was CJ all along. CJ didn't embrace it. And then he says, but it has pluses and minuses. And it's like then it sounds like he's saying, but that's why I don't call it as much, because I don't I don't want to risk him. And obviously that's a that's a smart play too. You want to be careful with your star quarterback, your Heisman trophy candidate. You don't necessarily want to put him at risk of getting knocked out of these games. Where do you come down on that? Jensen, like, are you are you in the camp that it's it's I, I'm I am hesitant to put that on CJ and say it's just all on him and Ryan Day is powerless to tell his star quarterback what to do there. Yeah, I mean, it's not Justin Fields from the standpoint of he's done it throughout his career. He's he's done it with regularity, okay, and and that was not a part of his game coming in this year, and and not a surprise that the game plan in the first couple of, of weeks of the season with the receiving room that you have. I mean, you. You run four deep without blinking an eye um, with what Coach Hartline can have there, and, and you still don't have a healthy Jackson Smith and Jigba. Like, I wonder how this narrative changes if you remain relatively healthy in that room and, and your running back room for most of the season. Because, again, a point we've made, an overarching point already, they have yet to have everyone at full strength offensively to be able to really impose their will. And that also takes pressure off CJ to have to using Ryan Day's words embrace something that maybe he does not want to do. I still come down on the fact that it's something on tape now. Teams are going to have to be ready for it. And in these short yardage situations, I mean he said it himself, you got 50 guys in the box but you got to get it done on the third and ones that they couldn't get done or you know even the fourth. I love the fourth down call where he went play action to Mayan and rolled out and he got he got the first down comfortably. That's yeah. got to be something in your arsenal because it's not just about the Michigan game. It's going to be about if you match up against Georgia, if you match up against uh, an LSU, you know, someone that has a good front seven that you just you're not going to be able. When everyone knows what's coming, you're going to have to have a wrinkle and and you're going to have to have conviction from your quarterback to be like, okay, I've done it before, I can do it again. Yeah, you're right, and and I I think that's fair to keep in mind is that I I am just locked in on the Michigan game. And I rightfully so. All Buckeye fans want to see them avenge that loss from last year. And you know, if you beat Michigan, then you're in the Big Ten championship game. Should be an easier opponent than Michigan to beat, but still a tough opponent, whoever it ends up being. You win that game, you're in the playoffs. Like, that's pretty much a guarantee, I would think, at this point. So, mm-hmm. obviously, the focus is on Michigan. Obviously, that's a, a reason. But like you said, they can't just then say, all right, well, we beat Michigan, so now we're good. Like, you are going to have to play a defense... Again, I don't see how you're not going through Georgia for a national championship, right? Like at some point, you're either going to draw them in the first round or you're going to play them in the championship game if you get there. 
you have to be able to beat that defense. And that's going to be a tall order if you're not as playing as physically as you've ever played for this entirety of that offense. My my whole take, and I try to remind myself of this when I get a little panicky after a game like that, is Ohio State basically needs to play three to four games of like the best football they have three or four times a year, they'll win a national championship. That's how it works in the Big Ten. You have mm-hmm. to you have to go beat Penn State typically. You have to go beat Michigan. Then you have to go win your two playoff games because I don't think you need your best game to go win the Big Ten championship game. And then that's it. Like then you're the national champs if you do that because you're right they have the talent. But now we get to just kind of sweat it out for a couple weeks till we get that measuring stick against Michigan. But at least hopefully they've gotten the heart attack game out of the way. I'll take a break. Come back. More problems for Brett Favre. He's he's doing so well, J. Lou. We're just yeah. so happy oh for everything he's doing. Oh, boy. Um, we'll explain <laughs> what's going on the latest with him next. It's Man and Bone. Jensen Lewis filling in on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. More slowdowns to watch out for on the drive. You'll find some backups east side on I-70 eastbound between Hamilton Road and 270. Plan about a five-minute slowdown. Also going to find some backups north side on I-71 northbound between 670 and 11th Avenue. This traffic report is sponsored by Take 5 Oil Change. It takes five there faster than anything. That means you'll get your oil change faster than it takes to get through I-70 during the rainstorm at rush hour. So go visit them and see for yourself just how fast you can be in and out. Take 5, you stay in your car, 10-minute oil change. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Dumb, very dumb. This is Man and Bone. Jensen Lewis filling in for Common Man today. Don't forget, we have got Rapid Fire coming up. Rapid Fire. Rapid Fire. Yeah, there you go. I like mm-hmm. it. It's coming up 434. We will also do a game show. It is election trivia, just so like we're this. clear. Election like trivia. J. Lou is a big fan of just elections. Not even the ones in the U.S. He watches all the elections all over the world. You are like a connoisseur. <laughs> Of the elections. It's always fun to see. I actually will say, we always joke about watching that um, uh, British Parliament. Is that where they oh, all yeah. get together in the green leather oh, chairs yeah. and they just... Mm. I do say, the right honorable gentleman is full of bad poo. And then they just... Arr, 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 and then they all stand up and yell at each other. And We most notably will be locked in trivial concern. Yes, they have so many nice ways of saying, I hate your guts and I hope you die in a fire. They just... <laughs> yes. <laughs> that guy retired, right? That yes. Was, there was the guy... He's to wear the Goldilocks hat the, yeah. Uh, yeah, thing too. Exactly. He used to stand up there and, oh, order, order. After someone Sounds like is a just... Peaky Blinders thing. It really does. Ah, Peaky Blinders. I've, I've I've only watched a couple episodes, but it seems like a really? show I need to watch. Oh, my God. I need to get there. I'm still yes. working my way through The Boys, which is the Amazon oh, okay. superhero show. I don't know right. if you've checked into that one good yet. Good one. But yep. Good one. It is, uh, it's wild. There's a lot of things that I, I did not expect to see on my television, but that's all right. It was fun. I've enjoyed it so far. I've also told Yellowstone. Have you jumped, have you jumped into Yellowstone yet? Or are you in on that? Um, it is one of my cornerstone series. Okay. And, uh, I put it to you this way, uh, downloaded all of season four to watch on the plane. 
uh, just binge it again. So because the season premiere for five is Sunday, so I actually set this this Miami trip up well in advance, and then found out that season premiere is Sunday night. So I'm hoping for a Browns win in Miami, uh, celebrate with some of our our Cleveland friends there, and then do a little room service for the two hour season premiere of season five of Yellowstone back in the hotel. I you know what it's it, I'm glad you said that. Because I can appreciate anyone who can be on vacation, be surrounded by the beauty of wherever they are, the the new city, the whatever, but can say, "Hey, I got a show, and I like yeah. to watch my show, and I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna do that." My wife and I once went on a trip, and we just like it was it was not long after a Black Friday deal where we could get Arrested Development season one. Oh man, on DVD, and I, I bought it for like you know seven dollars or something, whatever it was back then, because it was a Black Friday sale. And so had that, never got to watch it. We went on vacation not long after, and we get into the room, and they had a DVD player. So we're like, one night, we were like, let's watch a couple episodes. We watched like six, and we were just like, all right, we're in. And we just spent the rest of the vacation. We would go out to the pool and have fun, but like at least once a night, we picked up two or three more episodes and got through the whole season, I think, in a few days. And Love it. Yeah, and I, I don't think that's wrong. I think no. sometimes you're busy enough where that's where you get to watch. That's just how it goes. Well, you kind of feel you kind of feel like you can soak it in a bit more. You know, you're you're in a new place. You always remember where you saw it. Maybe that's a little more sentimental for me. But like, oh, season five. Guess where we were? Miami Beach. Boom. Yeah, loved right. it. I say it's take the farthest. It's the farthest cry from Montana that you can possibly have. <laughs> right there, you go. It's perfect setting for Yellowstone. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I wonder. I'm sure there are people who just go all out, get the cabin in the national park or around the fringes of the national park of Yellowstone, and then just like. Now we're watching this series, which I know doesn't all have to do with that, but it's in that area, the setting. I wonder if people, someone has to have been doing that, I guess. Uh, but yeah, that seems like a good time. So I'm, I'm going to get into Yellowstone now that you've said that. It's another another vote in the positive, so that's good. Uh, this I saw from Brett Favre, and boy, he's run into quite a bit of trouble by being an idiot. And apparently, I if you believe him for being incredibly stupid at mm-hmm. best, now, at worst, he's nefarious, he's siphoning off money that's supposed to go to people who need it, and is instead using that to get his daughter a volleyball arena built at the school that she attends, which is his alma mater, too. Uh, in either case, that's not his only concern. Now, they're reviewing these two concussion drug companies that were backed by Brett Favre, at least in part, and this all has become more of a thing that ESPN's looking into after doing some interviews and looking into some documents uh, they now believe that this these companies that he was involved with overstated their NFL connections and exaggerated the effectiveness of their drugs during efforts to raise money. These two companies are in Florida, Prevacus and Presol MD. They were trying to develop concussion nasal spray. At least one of them was. The other one, I think, was trying to do some kind of a ointment or a cream that when you get a concussion, this would help alleviate the symptoms quicker. I'm not uh, someone who would know how that would work. I'm not a neurologist. Yeah. I don't know. But maybe th- there must be some level of science that supports this idea. But in either case, uh, the court filings show companies and their founder, Jake Van Landingham of the Van Landinghams of Yorkshire. Uh, <laughs> sounds like someone over in England doing that. But That's anyway. right. Order. 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 <laughs> yeah. He faced substantial debts over the past several years. And so some of this has fallen on him, too. But... Brett Favre, yet again, 
just wrapped up with a bunch of people. Like, if you believe him, he's just super unlucky that he ended up with a bunch of scumbags who are trying to rip people off. And I don't know. I, think, I don't know if you believe him or not. Yeah, I, it's hard because you have multiple instances here too, right? And and because there's a family connection with the 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 volleyball facility you mentioned at Southern Miss, and we have text messages. Like again, for all millennials listening out there, stop writing stuff down or texting it. You know what I mean? So that it's easily retrievable. Like that stuff doesn't go away. You do what the old mafia people did. You met somewhere in public. And you made sure that you had the conversation face to face. Like if you're going to try and do something like this, I'm not, I can't be a believer bone that he did not have his eyes open with what was going on. If he, even if you want to give him the most extreme benefit of the doubt, then why as all this time, you got to, you got to believe that at some point he knew that there might've been foul play. And then why didn't you just throw your hands up in the air at that point and say, that's not what I signed up for. I'm being fully transparent. I, I'm not. I'm, I'm a stand-up person. I did not realize this is what was going on. I'm coming to you. It's more believable if he would have come and said, "I did not. I'm, I'm so sorry. I did not know this was what was going on." Instead of, as you kind of alluded to, sounding like All right, he's kind of an idiot. Well, I didn't know. Yeah, that's not not good. Well, not he, a good look. I mean. You're right. That because the defense would seem a lot better if he came out and said, "I was so clueless," but. No one had been investigating this. No one was looking into it. I'm coming clean, and I'm going to blow the whistle on everything that's going on here. This is horrible, and I can't mm-hmm. believe I my name was attached to this. Um, right. I think it was I, – I don't want to say – I'm trying to get the right women's soccer player. It might have been Abby Wambach. I can't remember which one, but a, a legendary U.S. women's national team player who, of course, soccer players deal with concussions. She was listed as one of the, like – ambassadors for one of these companies, you know, where, well, she was just, you know, they had a, a, what do they call those like advisory committees where they get a bunch of people with a name and they put them on the advisory committee and then they're attached to this. If it ever grows up and becomes something, but meanwhile they can say, Hey, we're, we're talking to people who have some knowledge about head injuries, probably some doctors attached to that too. She came out as soon as all this stuff came out and said, I am, com- I had no idea and I am completely washing my hands of all of this. I had no clue. I'm just here in an advisory role. I am asking my investment firm to take all their money out of this. Like, I want nothing to do with it. Now, maybe she knew too, right? But that seems more like what you do. Not the news breaks all around you that everything you've been touching has had, you know, some kind of dirty money affiliated with it. And, and then suddenly you're like, no, no, I had, I had no idea. Like, she seemed to at least be a little bit more ahead of that, but it's it's all bad for Brett Favre. I I don't know how you can I don't know how you can get out of this one. Quite honestly, it it, it the text message where he said, "Yep, this isn't going to come back on me," right? Like no one or something like no one can trace these funds or something to that level where you're just scratching your head, going, "I can't believe someone thought that was a good idea to put in a text message." Bad to even do it, but worse to then have it in a text message too. That's no good. So we'll see. We'll see if Brett Favre mm-hmm. finds his way out. He found his way out a lot of jams when he was playing in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, but uh, <laughs> a completely different skill set here, my friend. Uh, yes, it is. Yeah. Um, all right. We'll take a break. Come back. Rapid Fire is coming up next. We'll get to that at 434. It's Man and Bone on the fan. 
Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident causing some slowdowns on East Whittier Street westbound at Parsons Avenue. Traffic is beginning to build in this area. Plan about a 10 to 15 minute backup as things begin to clear. This traffic report is sponsored by Fresh Time Market. Get real fresh, real low prices at your local Fresh Time Market. This week, save on certified Angus beef bottom round or eye of round roast. Just $3.99 a pound. Now through November 8th. Get real. Only at Array with fan traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. These two probably should have stayed in their basements. You're listening to Common Man and T-Bone. Rapid fire coming up in mere seconds. But before we do that, I've got to tell you about my guys and my gals at Connecticut. They keep all the water in our house free of the funk. We don't want funk in our water. That's what happens when you just let the regular old water from the pipes that are coming into your house. Just go right into your faucet, go right into your bathtub, go right into your shower, all the appliances. They get whatever funk is in those pipes, in those fixtures. It gets eventually into you if you drink that water. So if you don't want that, you want something that filters that out, ConnecticutColumbus.com. They're the guys and gals who know how to get the funk out of your water. I have their whole home treatment system in my house. We've had it for a couple years. Zero issues with it. It works beautifully. It's an awesome system, and you can definitely notice the difference. We also have the K5 drinking water station, so no more bottled water. That's been a big plus. All the details on Connecticut and how to get them to come out and test your water to see what you need to get it right. ConnecticutColumbus.com. That's where you go and tell them you heard me talking about it. Uh, Jensen is joining me. Jensen Lewis. You ready to do rapid fire, buddy? Rock and roll. All right, let's hit it. Rapid, rapid fire. Sponsored by Custom Air. Custom Air. Custom Solutions. Custom Comfort. All right, Teddy, rapid fire number one. The top three teams in the college football playoff rankings tonight will most likely include Georgia, Ohio State, and Michigan. When do you think the fourth team will be, and is that the team that should be ranked there? Um, I, I don't know what you think, Jensen. I think it comes down to TCU or Tennessee. I think they're going to put TCU fourth and Tennessee fifth. I think that's how it should be as well. I don't think they're jumping anybody. I don't think they're jumping LSU up that high yet. So I'm going to say it's TCU. I'm going to say it's actually Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, TCU fourth. That's what I think it is. All right. I'll flip-flop. I'll say it's Georgia, Ohio State. I do believe Michigan uh, in there at three. And TCU uh, undefeated and leading the conference, uh, you know, a power five conference. Tennessee's the best one-loss team in the country right now. I'll I'll go on on a limb and say that. Uh, but they're on the outside looking in for sure. Uh, rapid fire number two. Paul Feinbaum, he said the rest of college football has finally caught up to Nick Saban and that Alabama's <laughs> dynasty days are over. <laughs> Do you think that's the case or is this just a blip for Bama? Well, uh, I want to believe that. I want to live in that world where it is done. No more dynasty for Bama. Here's what I think Bama is at this point. They can still contend for national championships. I think they will still start off the season. They get a hot recruiting class, all that. They'll they'll still be a top five team, and they'll get every benefit of the doubt in that regard to start the season. And if they win all their games, then they're in the playoffs, and who knows from there, right? But 
That's not the same as what Nick Saban had created, which was they are pretty much the presumptive champion unless someone else can knock them off. I don't think those days are are going to be here anymore. I think they're going to be a good top five team for the rest of his tenure, and then maybe they win a national championship that way, but not a dynasty. I mean, this year has seen the probably the, the most depth on both sides of the conference that Alabama has had to contend with. Uh, I mean, LSU, Ole Miss, just on their side in the West, uh, Georgia, Tennessee, um, you know, even a even a Kentucky team that's that's six and three. Heck, South Carolina six and three overall, three and three in the conference. So I, I think it's a question of did they expect the SEC to be this deep week in and week out? Probably not, and that's probably why they are where they are. But the dynasty is far from being over. Uh, rapid fire number three. Now that every NFL team has played at least eight games, I want you to give me your updated Super Bowl matchup and winner. I'll be boring and say it's Eagles on the NFC side. And then it's, for me, if if there's no injury, if, if you're not, if Josh Allen is healthy by the end of the season, it's, to me, Eagles and Bills. But since he is questionable, I guess I'll throw the Chiefs in there as my AFC team. I can't believe I'm saying this. I think I think the Eagles could win it all. I think the Eagles could be your Super Bowl champions. Can't believe that's wow. where we are. Okay, um, I think Kansas City uh, is is your winner in the AFC. Uh, I think Patty Mahomes is your MVP. Uh, I think that uh, they're they're going to find ways. They're playing with such a chip on their shoulder because they were quote unquote overlooked this year because of all the hype around Buffalo. Uh, Cincinnati being the darling last year, I think Kansas City. And, you know, I know Anthony Rothman would love to see his Vikings go. I, I don't know if they've got it all there. I'll tell you what. I don't want to say this now, but I, I get All right. I'll, I'll say it. Jerry World. Say it. Give me the, give me the Cowboys. <laughs> Cowboys and the Chiefs. Ted has just ripped his shirt off. He's so excited. <laughs> He's thrilled. He loves that. That's good for Panama, Ted. Uh, rapid, rapid fire number four. What will you consider a successful season for the Ohio State basketball team this year? Final four. No. No. Uh, Right now, I'm going to say kind of what I started off the season with, which is 20 wins would be awesome. I'd take that. And then make the tournament, and I'll take my chances. I'm I'm not sold yet that this team has the depth to go on a big run in the tournament. I don't think they're going to compete to win the Big Ten. Now, talk to me in a month or two if they reel off a bunch of big upset wins. They play well at Maui. Team comes together. But I just don't know the identity of this team yet right now. I'm still I'm still going to say that right is my expectation. I I think that I just I thought they might have to be one of those play-in games if they could get in that. Just the Big Ten finds a way to be really deep in the last couple of seasons. I think the top heaviness of it. As I said yesterday, I think Penn State is going to surprise a lot of people this year. And so when you've got those kind of teams that are uh, you know, going to be able to be surprises, we, it, there's just not enough, there's not enough consistency scoring-wise that we know. Like We can bank on it. Like if, if you could tell me that, then I'd be a bit more optimistic. So best-case scenario is they find themselves in the field of 64, and they don't have to be in that playing game. Rapid fire number five. If you could undo a disastrous on-the-field sports moment for any sports team, then what would it be? Oh, I, I think I know what J. Lou may pick. Uh, might have to do with the team up in Cleveland a few years ago against the Cubbies. That's not really a disaster, right? But it was just how that a game ended. I'm guessing that's one that's got to be on the radar, right? That your team doesn't end up having a weather delay when 
everything looked like it was going your way to win a World Series. Um, yep. I'll throw in another Cleveland moment. Browns, Chad Henney converts a third and 14 as backup quarterback for the Chiefs. That doesn't happen. Browns stop him. They get the ball. Minute and a half. You're one series away from an AFC championship game. I'm going to say that's the uh, that's the one I would change. Yeah, I I mean, just diehard Cleveland fan through and through. Um, I would say if if I was part of it, like I would undo uh, game six, the J.D. Drew Grand Slam off Fausto Carmona, and we'd have a chance to win oh. the ALCS there in game six. That's see, that's yeah. There you go. That's I, I guess. I guess the only other one, the only one I would would top that for me would be Joel Skinner sending Kenny Lofton from third in Game Seven. <laughs> right. Yeah. That God. that that might be that might be uh, the one because we were winning the World Series. Yeah, we we were winning it. You know, what? I'll say one that I I don't I don't even particularly care for this team, but like I kind of I kind of wish Jordan would have missed the last shot against Stockton. Like, oh, wow. or, or not stock. It was uh, Byron Russell, right? Who was guarding him in that final. I don't know why. Like I, as a kid growing up was an ultimate Jordan hater. I just, it's like, you know, now when you watch the Warriors win everything, you're like, please lose. I just want you to lose. I know you're great. I acknowledge the greatness. I just want you to lose. That's where I was with Jordan. If he would have just clanged that shot where he had the perfect, you know, step back little crossover that switched everything up. And if he had just bricked it, I'd have laughed my ass off. Like that would have been my favorite moment as a kid. But Obviously, we know it didn't quite go that way. I know it would ruin it for 99% of other people, though, so it's probably selfish of that to be my pick. Try not to bad. It's what you want. Yeah. Now there's a, that, I would say Jackets moments, but what What do I... I which one? Like, what What was the disastrous... <laughs> like, I probably have to go back to drafts and just say, like, all these times they took all these dudes who ended up being stiffs. Maybe that would be it, but I think that'd be the biggest outcome they could have had. Oh, well. Good stuff on Rapid Fire, Teddy. I appreciated that. A lot of fun. Uh, One of my least favorite people finally said something that I agree with. Talk about that next. It's Man and Bone, Jensen Lewis filling in. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Accident causing slowdowns on East Whittier Street westbound at Parsons Avenue. Please be careful as things continue to clear. I was going to find some delays on I-71 northbound north side between 670 and 11th Avenue. This traffic report is sponsored by Meyer. Feast for less this Thanksgiving and save big on your entire meal with Meyer Grade A frozen turkey for 55 cents per pound. Limit two, shop all your favorite sides, pies, ice cream, and so much more to fill your family table at Meyer. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. If Biggie Size was a radio show, this would be it. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Welcome in. Hope you're having a great Tuesday. Hope you got out to vote. It's election day. Uh, Jensen Lewis filling in for Common Man today. We will have a game show coming up 534. It is election day trivia. The word is election. Keep that in mind. Uh, But uh, Jensen's here. I I know we've talked about soccer before, J. Lou. You got into it a little bit from the... uh, 
<laughs> as I've understood that you do from time to time, from the gambling side of things, soccer got yes. interesting you in that way, correct? Yes, Premier League. Uh, uh, actually, I would say back to back to lockdowns, right when we had Bundesliga, La Liga, uh, Serie A. I think uh, trying to remember what else we had moving. It was that in UFC. So mm, you know, okay. you, you just kind of presented with what what was available from an action standpoint. And then once they got the crowds back in, and you know Beamer, I, I know you guys do uh, you know, the podcast, but Beamer and I uh, struck up, uh, you know, some texts back and forth about all right, you know, what, I know he's a big man, you guy, and so I'm like, all right, well, help me out here, like, get me up to speed on some things. And then I think I was was it on Amazon Prime that they have the uh, I don't know if it's all or nothing or the uh, the Chronicles. Yeah, uh, I was watching have- the man was watching the Man City one. I watched the Tottenham one. Uh, it's phenomenal. I mean, if you think that we've got guys that are paid a lot of money over here, <laughs> not even close. No, not it's, even close. Between soccer and Formula One, when it comes to like, oh yeah, what guys' contracts are, mm. guys who are sitting on in Formula One, they're sitting on three-year deals with, worth two hundred fifty, three hundred million dollars. Like that's not unheard of at all. You're right, Lionel Messi, Cristiano Ronaldo, those guys would they everybody in your favorite sports league would blush at what those guys drop on a weekend. Like they're, I mean the amount of cash those guys have made is just absolutely insane. So the money flows in soccer and FIFA is the governing body of world soccer. So they are in charge of the world cup. And if you've not been paying attention to any of this, the world cup, as you mentioned, we have this bone and beam United podcast that Beamer and I do Uh world cups coming up in just a couple weeks. It starts up November 20th. Really gets going the week of Thanksgiving. Uh, the USA, their first game is on the 21st, which I want to say is the Monday. And then they play on the 25th, which is Friday. Whatever the date is, they play on Black Friday. Right smacking between Thanksgiving, all that football. USA versus England in the World Cup, 2 p.m. Saturday, OSU-Michigan and all the rivalry games in college football. So it's it's just a bad time for that to happen, right? From a sports landscape here in the U.S., just kind of going to be shoved in with all this other stuff going on. And the question has been, well, why is it being played in the fall? Isn't it usually in the summer? That's correct, but they can't play in the summer because it's going to be played in Qatar. Qatar's temperature in the summer in the evenings is well over 100 degrees many times. So they didn't want to play this one in the summer. They're trying to make this a little more, you know, athletically... (laughs) favorable to allow guys to run and not die on the field due to heat stroke. Well, that was all awarded back in 2010 when Sepp Blatter was in charge of FIFA and he was ousted for corruption. He's his own levels of corruption on his own degree. So I'm not a big fan of this guy, but gave an interview where he said giving Qatar the world cup was a mistake. He said the choice was bad. It is too small of a country Football and the World Cup are too big for it. He also said, since then, social considerations and human rights are taken into account, which, uh, yes, that if you haven't followed all that, the way they've constructed these stadiums, uh, thousands of people, I believe, are noted to have died in the construction of these stadiums due to the heat and bad working conditions. And then you factor in, they've had, they had stuff going on where the construction company could just take your visa. You know, people would travel from another country to work there the company they would work for would say, oh yeah, great. You have to work for us for six months and then maybe we'll give you your visa back. So you could leave and go back to your home country. So after a week, they were like, oh, this isn't for me. I don't like this. Too bad. You're basically stuck there in 
lack of a better term, like kind of an indentured servitude for whatever time frame they had. So that's what your World Cup's being played alongside of. You know, it's it's not it's not great, but we're all going to probably watch it if you're a soccer fan because that's just how it goes. It's the big tournament that everybody wants to see. I saw uh, I saw some commercials. I believe it was on the Fox networks because obviously they have the the coverage, and they're pushing the like the economic hub. You know, the downtown of Cutter, and like they're making this out to look like this glorious place. So fascinated to see how the real because you know that outside of the actual sport coverage you know they do this in the olympics you know what what's the olympic village like you right, know, what's the right. uh interested to see what that coverage is like well and they have i mean there's other backdrops too of you know in that country it is i believe not legal to show any displays of public affection it is not legal to be a same-sex couple like these are this is where you're going to put the world's game. The bi- and yeah. I mean, FIFA has all these initiatives. Soccer is for everyone. Soccer is for everyone. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then we're going to give it to a country where they don't feel that everyone is equal. And that's yes, that's not great. That's that's no. just no way around that. You know, I know people say like keep the politics out of sports. It's like that's not politics. That's just that's a thing that fans have been warned about. If you're going and you're a same sex couple, be aware you may end up in a difficult spot there if you go to this thing. So. That's a backdrop for this World Cup, but John Oliver, many, many years ago, I think it was probably the last World Cup, he did a whole thing on how FIFA is awful, and yet all this soccer fans are just addicted to soccer, and we don't know how to uncouple from the awfulness of FIFA, but it's real. There is a lot of corruption that goes on in that sport, but as you've seen, the games are exciting, and it's tough to pull yourself away from it. Yeah, so uh, on a a sunnier side of this, um, as someone who, who follows the sport, do you have your designated group of death? Yeah, it's it's. I'm still trying to look at the rosters and see what's going to end up being the final roster right now. I I'm not saying this is the group of death, but the the one the group that the U.S. is in, Group B, yeah, where you have I mean, Wales is tough, mm-hmm. Iran is going to be extremely tough to get out, and then oh England probably one of the three or four best teams on the on paper. Mm-hmm. is in that group. That's a tough one to get out of. Um, probably the other one I would look at if I had to pick another one would be... God, there's there's some good ones. I think maybe the maybe the Argentina-Mexico-Poland group is a little tough as well. But what about you? What do you have? Yeah, so I, I for me, uh, I mean, could Cutter have gotten a better draw? <laughs> like as oh. far as... I mean, the Netherlands will be fine. Uh, but Senegal and Ecuador, I mean, come on, they're really trying to get them into the knockout. Stage. They are. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, th- if that, tell me, tell me you have a, a group rigged without telling me you have a group rigged that, right. that one to me. Uh, it could be fascinating to see what Denmark does with, with France. Uh, I don't think it would get much uh, resistance from Tunisia. Australia just feels like flavor of the month, you know, whatever, whatever they're throwing out there. Uh, I mean, Spain and Germany. That should take care of business against you know, Japan and Costa Rica. Group B is a little interesting, though, because Japan has been really good over the years. They always are tough in tournaments, and Costa Rica can be very up and down. Like That that has potential as well to see an upset come out of it. But you're right. I would think Spain and Germany come out of it pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this I we got to get you on Bono Beam United. We'll have to have you on. Love and it. We'll break it down. We'll talk a little soccer with you. Love it. All right. Uh, We'll take a break, come back. If you missed anything from the first two hours of the program, we've got you covered with the rundown. That's next. It's Man and Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. 
Good afternoon. Watch out for heavy slowdowns on the east outer belt. 270 northbound at I-70. There is an accident blocking the right lane. Traffic is bumper to bumper from US-33 in this area. Please be very careful as traffic continues to build about a 15-minute slowdown. This traffic report is sponsored by GeneratorFranchise.com. Millions protect their homes from power outages with Generac Home Standby Generators. Would you like to be part of this lucrative industry? Generator Supercenter, the nation's number one generatic generator dealer, has limited franchise opportunities in your area. Learn more at GeneratorFranchise.com. Eliana Ray with Fan Traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. The only thing scarier than Bones analogies is man's browser history. I'm sorry, man. I thought you wanted to see this. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Welcome in. Hope you're having a good Tuesday. Election Day Tuesday. Voting Day Tuesday. Hope you got out and voted. Uh, Jensen Lewis filling in for Common Man today. We will do an election trivia game show coming up at 534. All the trivia you need about election day, Jensen. I'm sure that's something you go to whenever you do like a bar trivia night. You're like, yeah, that's what I need to get ready for. (laughs) What amendment allows people to vote? Yeah, I'm sure that's what you've got locked in. But we'll do all that coming up 534. Uh, I did see this little uh, nugget before we get into the rundown. Matthew McConaughey is joining, apparently... The bid for everyone wants to buy the commanders. And among those, Jeff Bezos is apparently putting together a group that reportedly includes Jay-Z and now reportedly includes Matthew McConaughey. Although I guess his people have not confirmed this. That is the report coming out as of yesterday. I find that odd, not because Matthew McConaughey, I'm sure he does want to own an NFL team. He owns uh major league soccer, the Austin FC franchise that I can't stand, but I don't know why Jeff Bezos needs any. Why does he need a partner? He's the he's one of the richest people in the world. He could buy every NFL team with his own dime. I don't know why you're putting together an ownership group. Does that make any sense to you? Why Bezos would do that? Possibly because uh, he just wants to reap the benefits. He doesn't want to do the work. Uh, a guy did build Amazon from his, you know, basically garage and a closet. And maybe he knows something that we don't know. Maybe he knows uh, that he doesn't want to hire a Jeff Saturday uh, to be his head coach. Uh, He would like uh, to surround himself with people that know what they're doing, but also would like a diverse ownership group that, you know, perhaps, uh, again, you know, we saw him want to try and be just kind of a normal guy. Like, that's hard to do when everyone knows who you are and you're one of the richest people in the world. Like, how do you become normal? You can't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know how. And this is not like if you're a billionaire, one billion dollars. We just talked about the guy who won the lottery, one point nine or two point oh four, whatever the number is that it's supposedly over now. He's going to get roughly a billion dollars probably after if he takes the lump sum. There's no way your normal friends would just be like, oh yeah, sure, I'll come out and hang out on your yacht while I'm still trying to pay my credit card debt. Like you know what I mean? You couldn't have the same friends. Everything would change. That's with one billion dollars. He's got hundreds of billions of dollars. Like, how could his life be normal? How could he be any of a normal person? I don't... Maybe you're right. Maybe he's just trying to put people around him that we all are thought to like. Say, do you like Jay-Z? Like Matthew McConaughey? Kevin Durant's interested. He's going to be there possibly as a another guy in this bid. 
It's like, see, I'm like those guys you like. I'm I'm with them. See, we're all friends. Isn't that great? Maybe that's his play. I don't know, but it's just it's it's bizarre because I think he freaks the NFL out. I think Bezos worries those guys in the NFL that he could buy all of us out. No, like Jerry Jones, he laughs at. David Tepper, he's like, get in line. I don't care. You're like, I have nine friends richer than you. Like, you know, I don't know if they're ready for a guy who could just buy out the whole league if he wanted to. It just seems like a not their type of thing. They like to be the big, powerful guys in the room. And Bezos is would be outweighing all of them on the importance scale, I would think. It could be too, where he's just he's in it for you know the enjoyment. Like this is a toy to him. Yeah, you know this isn't this isn't. I mean, uh, what was the line from? I don't know if you've seen Billions. I've watched uh, I've watched a couple seasons of it. Yes. So they say you know for for Bobby Axelrod, this is how we knight people in the United States. Yeah, right. Pro pro sports franchises and the NFL, the you know the the king's ransom as far as. Uh, you know, notability. Although you try and team that with, all right, Amazon. I mean, <laughs> don't. Yeah, I don't well, know they, what else right. he needs. Like, he, what else do you need? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if do you need to be knighted after you've already built one of the most gigantic companies in the world. I, you're right; it's all very weird. But I just saw that he was bringing on partners, and I I view that as it's just odd. But I guess you're right. This is more like to him, it's. It's like the really, really rich guy who says, I'll go buy the Corvette now because isn't that what you do once you get rich? Mm-hmm. You just buy it. He's like going through the motions of, well, I've got all this money. I didn't, I, I've been to space. So I did that. I guess I buy an NFL team now. And then he, and then I don't know what else he does after that. But yeah, it's weird. It's weird times. But Jeff Bezos looks like if he wants it, I would guess he gets in and then he runs an NFL team. And I, I, I want to see the press conference where he tries to act like a human because that will, that will be no shortage of fun yes. for me to watch. I would love yes. to see that. All right, it's time. Let's do it. The Rundown. Common Man and T-Bones. The Rundown. The Rundown. Sponsored by Mobile Center. Part of the 5G T-Mobile Network. Buckeye men's basketball team opened the season last night. 91-53 win over Robert Morris. Good win. Blowout win. Uh, Justice Suing got to play and played pretty well. Six-year forward, had 12 points in the first half, 20 points by the end of the game. That, to me, was a big takeaway. He looked like he's good to go after a season marred by injury last year. If he can play like that version every night and stay healthy, that changes the dynamic for this Ohio State team in my mind. Yep, certainly does. Uh, good to see Zed Key double-double. Uh, also, I think it was his first career uh, college three-point attempt, uh, and he got it in the first minute. So uh, perhaps that was the writing on the wall. And, uh, you know, Justice Suing, as you mentioned, uh, 12 points in the first half, uh, led all Buckeyes with 20 uh, by the end of the game. Uh, a couple other guys that you wanted to see some things out of Bryce Sensabod, 17, Tanner Holden with 12. Uh, so multiple guys with double digits. Not, not, a, uh, not, not a defense of the Horizon League. And as uh, Timmy Hall would say, Bob Morris, uh, <laughs> you know, the, right. they, were, they were expected to kind of have this. Uh, they were what 20, uh, 21 point favorites going in, but either way, rotations, this is what we want to see. So you get your first crack at it. Uh, you get a nice comfortable win and, and get everyone's feet wet. So, uh, you can get some rhythm here in the next couple of games. Yeah. I also liked Isaac likely. I thought he came out and, you know, he, he played like a veteran, Sean McNeil. Those guys are transfers in. They both played in the big 12. They've played big minutes for, you know, teams that have some pretty tough competition. And then not like just as an end of the bench guy. So they came in and looked like guys who had played some college basketball. And I thought that's a really good sign. So yeah, Buckeyes uh, 
off to a good start here for the start of this season. Uh, the women's basketball team tonight, Lady Vols, that is 8.30. Hear the coverage, ESPN 1460. Maddie Andrews will have that for you. Um, so, yeah, I'm going out to that game. I'm excited about it. But college basketball season is back, baby, and, and that feels good. Jim Ursay had his press conference last night. Ironically, during <laughs> Monday Night Football, uh, which... Odd timing, to say the least. Didn't they push it back a couple times? Because it was supposed to be at 6, and then it became 7.30, and then they were like, oh, we're just going to do it at 8. It was a weird weird deal, but he basically came out and said, yeah, I hired Jeff Saturday, a guy with no college or pro football coaching experience at any level, but he's going to now be the interim head coach for the Colts because, well, he played here, and I like him. And then when asked, why did you pick this guy? Among other things, he said, well, because he has no experience, and that's a good thing. That's what I'm looking for is someone with no experience who's not going to be jaded to the ways of the NFL. He can come in with fresh eyes. Seems like a problem that that's Jim Irsay's logic for hiring a guy with no experience is no, 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 that, that's a good thing. The NFL generally has not done that when it comes to head coaching jobs, even interim ones. Uh, another problem is that uh, Jeff Saturday already has a Twitter controversy calling out uh, the Las Vegas Raiders for uh, basically looking like garbage. And that's right. The Colts will have their hands full going to Vegas to play the aforementioned Raiders coming up on Sunday. Uh, For those of you still in survivor competitions, this would seem uh, like the way to go uh, because also uh, breaking news, the Colts will hand play calling duties to a man named Parks Frazier. Parks and Rec, uh, my guy. Let's Parks go. Parks and Rec, he's a Good. passing game specialist slash assistant quarterbacks coach, has never called plays in the NFL, and also, newsflash, no current member of the Colts coaching staff has called plays in their NFL coaching careers. Good luck. Good luck, Mr. Ursay. I wish you good fortune. That's all right. Dan Orlovsky's going to come in and save the day. That's the latest <laughs> report is that he'd, he'd listen if the Colts called him. Yeah. I bet so will Pat McAfee. Why don't you call him? Let's get it all going. Let's just get all the old Colts guys to come in and call plays. But the one you want, Peyton Manning, won't touch it with a 10-foot pole. That should tell you everything you need to know about that job right now. Amen. Denzel Ward, Wyatt Teller back at practice for the Browns. That is good news. Denzel Ward had a concussion. He suffered back in week five, but he's back on the field as of yesterday. Wyatt Teller, who has missed a couple games with a calf injury, he's also working with the team as of Monday. Injury report comes out tomorrow. We'll see where these guys stack up, but you'd have to think they're at least an option, and that's good news for them as they head down to Miami to try to take on a red-hot Dolphins team. Yeah, it's going to be uh, all hands on deck, but also uh, with sort of an eye to the future here, and we've monitored, uh, I think we had mentioned it yesterday with uh, Josh Allen having to get uh, an opinion on this UCL injury, and it seems like if if indeed everything is coming true that they're finding out, that he's probably out for two to four weeks. Well, good news for the Browns. Uh, Case Keenum, a guy that uh, Coach Stefanski is very familiar with, not only from his time with the Vikings, but also uh, last year and then the year before with uh, the Browns, would be the the quarterback there for Buffalo, albeit you still have to go to Buffalo. But it, it now seems as if you're if you can find a way to beat the Dolphins and you get yourself that much closer to 500, you could come out of Orchard Park and and take advantage of a guy that, that you should know enough about and then set yourself up for what would be I mean I can't even believe I'm saying this after we're twenty four hours removed from like, oh my God, this is not happening, that Tampa Bay would be the most winnable game <laughs> in the next <laughs> right. three yeah. before Deshaun Watson comes back. Yeah. 
But that's that's what you're looking at. So this Dolphins game is pretty pivotal as much as it's going to be the toughest of those three, it would appear right now, and barring the Josh Allen situation. Yeah, if they found a way to win this one in Miami and surprise everybody, then suddenly it sets up a lot better for what they're trying to do with Deshaun Watson coming back. But that remains to be seen as of this point. Common Man and T-Bones, The Rundown. The Rundown. Sponsored by Mobile Center, part of the 5G T-Mobile Network. So I have a college basketball coach doing a weird thing and a college football coach doing a weird thing. We'll talk about all the weird things that they've done coming up next. It's Man and Bone, Jensen Lewis filling in on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. An accident to watch out for. You'll find a crash on Route 104 eastbound at South High Street. This accident does involve injuries. Please be careful as the road begins to clear. About a 15-minute slowdown in the meantime. This traffic report is sponsored by InvisibleFence.com. It's Invisible Fence brand's mission to help keep that secure at home, and their exclusive Boundary Plus technology does just that. As part of the pre-Black Friday sale, get $300 off your system through November 15th. Schedule your free consultation at InvisibleFence.com. That's InvisibleFence.com. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Dumb is the only language these two are fluent in. You're listening to Man and Bone. Oh yeah, we've got Jensen Lewis in for Common Man today. He's been hanging out the last couple days, doing a great job. It's been fun having him on here to talk with us. J. Lou, I, I don't know if you've ever experienced this where you've had a, in all your years of playing baseball, did you ever have a, a coach, a manager, just walk out and say, like, I'm done? Not getting thrown out of the game, but just say, like, I'm done today and just leaving? Has that ever Never happened seen to you? It. Never right. seen it in my career. No, I have not. I wouldn't think most people who have played organized sports have seen that where someone just opted to walk away, but I may actually be in favor of what this college basketball coach did. John Gallagher who's the University of Hartford men's basketball coach, resigned one day before the Hawks' first game of the season. Now, that obviously puts the team in a very bad spot, but sounds like they were already in a bad spot. If you remember University of Hartford, uh, they in 2021, they won the American East Tournament and earned a bid to the NCAA Tournament. So that's pretty great. That's That was just last year. Or uh, like last Two tournaments ago, I guess I should say, right? The first one back after the pandemic. Since then, two months after that tournament, Hartford's Board of Regents decided to drop the school from Division I altogether down to Division Three <laughs> to save money. And so he's saying, well, hold on a second. I took this job. I was going to be a Division One basketball coach. And then you guys voted to just move us down after a few years. I guess this year... Uh, they're playing as a Division One independent, but eventually they will switch to Division Three. So there's all kinds of lawsuits flying and everything else about this with him, and he has a lot of problems with the people who lead that school. But he claims that it got very bad there, and that at no point was he given any support by you know the school administration. So that's why he decided to walk out on his team. I'm not saying that's the best way to make your point, but I kind of get his frustration a little bit. Because everything he was promised seems to have been ripped away. 
Um, definitely. And if uh, you're on the wagering side of this, Sacred Heart now, what, a six or seven point fa- So how about this? This is what Hartford's going to run out there. Not only did their coach resign, they have just seven scholarship players yeah. for tonight. Seven. Jeez. That's okay. tough. They lost, I think, five double-digit scores from their their squad last year. Of their starters tonight, only one has over 20 minutes uh, of game experience as far as what they averaged last year. So 20 minutes of uh, a game from last year. They have three of their starters under 10 minutes per game from last season. And you would think with that bench down to, what, two players? Yeah, this, that, this one might get ugly. It would, I would think. You'd have to take a look at that from a gambling perspective, too. Uh, he Gallagher, this coach, he also said that they had a, a athletic trainer they wanted to bring to their scrimmage. They played Dartmouth, and had, a player got hurt at this game, but they had no athletic trainer because the school said, no, we can't afford to send an athletic trainer with you to Dartmouth. This school, by the way, is in Connecticut, so it's not like they travel across the country or anything to, to play this game. It wasn't that far, but no. That was that was deemed too much, and so he said that was his final straw. That's the story he told to the athletic. I guess he also said that in his contract, there's a whole bunch of clauses about him not being able to say anything negative about the university ever, and so that was he said another reason why he resigned. Again, I'm torn between the idea of you left the guys that you recruited and the players that are there. You've kind of left them just without any paddle on this, you know, creek that rhymes with spit, but. <laughs> Like so, they're not they're not doing well. But on the other side of that, he's saying, "Can I go out there and pretend like this is Division One basketball when it's not? School doesn't support me in any way." So that's a rough spot, man. But I bring it up more to highlight University of Hartford being terrible than this coach being terrible. I don't think it's all on him. So that's gonna be gonna be fascinating to see how that plays out. Really yeah, well, yeah. I guess kind of keep an eye on those scores for those for that team over the next couple of games. See if they what if they banded together and played? I always want the Cinderella thing to work out. The yeah. you know. The sports movie ideal where they band together, they find it in themselves, and they win a couple games, and everything gets exciting. But I'm guessing that's not how it ends. Probably not. Well, remember a, the COVID? Remember the was it the Cavs in the COVID uh, game uh, or game era where they only had seven guys they could dress? That sounds. <laughs> that does. There, I know there. Yes, during that time, there were plenty of teams that had issues where they were down to so many players and they just had to make it work. And yeah, oh, I mean, oh, but this man. is. This is a self-inflicted wound now. This is something that easily <laughs> yes. Hartford could have avoided. They decided not to. But also jumping down from Division One and Division Three, just not good. Ugh, that sucks. Uh, this one's a weird story, and it involves a guy we know to be weird, Mike Leach. He's uh, <laughs> yes, marches to the beat of his own drum, to say the very least on that. So Mississippi State got a win over Auburn in overtime, thirty-nine to thirty-three. But they got out to a big lead to start the game, and then it quietly went away. Not quietly. It quickly went away from them. Uh, And he blamed some of that, at least, on his wide receivers. Uh, So apparently he got mad because the receivers he felt like were just not engaged in the game. When they were not on the field, they were just sitting along the sidelines. They weren't really up where they should have been, rooting on their teammates. And so he had this quote. We were in that period of time where it sure seemed to me we were a lot more interested in sitting in that chair than being on the football field are rooting for our teammates. So it was my opinion we ought to be rooting for our teammates rather than kind of lounge it because we pretty much had everything but playing cards over there. So I thought it was time to move on from that. So he took the chairs away and said, no sitting for any of the wide receivers. You're not allowed to sit here, which that's uh, a bold move. I guess you could say it worked because they ended up winning the game, but they won you know, in overtime after giving the lead away. 
I'm guessing that's why he was mad. To me, if you have a chance, uh, at Jim M. Weber on Twitter has the video, and it looks like a distraught parent. Mike Leach does. I mean, he's got his headset on, he's got towels, and he's taking these folding chairs and just folding them up like a parent that's had enough. Wow. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not surprised that we would get a quote like this from a guy like Mike Leach because he just is not bashful at all with sharing his opinions on anything pretty much. But he had another quote in this where he said, um, I'll get in trouble for this, I'm sure, but where instead of playing hard and getting a first down and getting a play... You want to sit behind a shade tree, eat a fish sandwich, and drink a lemonade with your fat little girlfriend. And that's what we're shooting for way too often. I mean, I feel bad for the girlfriends involved here. Why? Why? Who who cares? I have no problem with the field. Right. They're not in the field. Who cares what? I mean, good. If that's if you're into, you know, it takes all shapes and sizes. I I don't judge. I'm I've obviously not of the shape or size that most people would find attractive. That's okay. I'm just saying. You criticize your players all you want. Leave leave the fat little girlfriend, his words, out of it. That's what I say. I know I'm sure that's a saying that coaches have said in football for years and I'm just not aware of, but what a weird thing to say. That is just a very odd criticism to Levy, but either way, it's uh that's Mike Leach for you. That's what he does. But next week he'll tell someone some marriage advice because they're getting married. A college football reporter is getting married, and then he'll be back in everybody's good graces. That's Usually how it goes with him. He gets away with saying more than I think most coaches do. Oh yeah. Yeah. The pendulum level. going both ways. Oh yes. And we got it. We didn't I don't know if we got his hell his uh Halloween candy rankings, but usually he's good for those. He's yeah. good for doing all that kind of stuff. So yeah, he's he's an odd bird, man. Would you take a class if you were in college? Would you be someone who would avoid his classes or would you be the first to sign up if he was giving the course on, you know, pirate history or whatever he likes to do, all that stuff? Because I feel like I just want to be in there to watch the show. Yeah, I mean, I think it would be a life experience if it's an elective that you know you need to satisfy requirements. I mean, perhaps. I mean, we can go back to the old Andy Katzenmoyer, the under underwater basket weaving, and then right. you know well, the golf. I mean, yeah, <laughs> here I always come back to if it's a la- if it's a course, take it. Ted, I think was telling me, Ted, did you take when you were in at Ohio State? Didn't you take one of those courses? You took something like yeah, that. Yeah, right? I always try to take uh, one of those kinds of courses. I took like a golf class. There was a flag football class, a, a game playing class. So I always try to work one of those in there. Just, what was I the, mean, they were only like one credit. I would take my normal, you know, schedule and then just add one of those in. What was the game playing credit? What was you would play? They would teach you how to play like games. So like, if you're in social situations, you know, playing cards like. Learn to play wow. euchre or play, um, you know, cribbage or you know, just different backgammon, different games like that. It was like I said, it was like one credit, so it wasn't much. A lot of times they were like pass fail classes, and hopefully you passed it because they were basically <laughs> so, pretty easy. But you learned how to play yeah, these different you didn't, games. Didn't yeah. fail. Right. So there's there was an elective that I took at Vandy, and I think it was my I think it might have been my junior year. the The course was called American Popular Music. Yeah. Okay. So okay. On, on the surface, on the surface, you say, "All right, well, an institution like Vanderbilt. All right, do you have, do you have any of these quote unquote powder puff courses?" Well, uh, I think we had two hundred and ten people in it. You know, in the lecture hall, it was actually a really good class. It was really fun. I mean, of course, we you know go through the different eras leading up to modern day music, but 
there was a fair share of athletes in there. <laughs> you know, I mean, I sure. was one of them. Of course. But it, it, it was, it was a, I don't know if it was a creative arts uh, aspect of electives that I had to, to satisfy or whatever, but it was a life experience. And the professor was awesome. Professor was awesome. I mean, he brought all kinds of things. I mean, we had blackface minstrelsy. We had, you know, the birth of jazz. And then you had to write a term paper on, on how it affected American culture in the era. So what I did was, and just kind of bringing sports with it, so walk-up music. It's a phenomenon, right? Right. It's something to get you pumped up. So I just took, I took walk-up music of different eras of athletes and, and how it was something that related to American popular culture. Yeah, Weaved that go. into about 25 pages. Yeah. I always, I always think college, at the end of the day, it's about how do you get through it and stay sane? If you can do that, that sets you up good for life. That's the whole goal is because then you're going to do other stuff in life that you have to also stay sane through as you go do hard work. So if you can get through college and enjoy it and get out of there okay, I think you'll be set up well for life. I think that's the end of that one. I think that ends up working out well. Uh, game show's coming up next. It's Man and Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Heavy backups expected on the east outer belt. You'll find an accident blocking the right lane of 270 northbound at I-70. Traffic is bumper to bumper from US-33. Please be careful over here as traffic continues to build. About a 15-minute slowdown is expected. This traffic report is sponsored by Meyer. Feast for less th- this Thanksgiving with Meyer. Grade A frozen turkey for 55 cents per pound. With your additional $25 purchase, limit one. Shop all your favorite sides, pies, ice cream, and so much more to fill your family table at Meyer. And the NRA with fan traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Uncomfortably talking about food. Lord have mercy, I'm about to bust. This is Man and Bone. Oh yeah, big night coming up here on The Fan. We have got Buckeye Roundtable coming at you. Two solid hours of Buckeye discussion. Get into that. Paul Keels, Jim Lachey, Skip Mossick. Cast of thousands. Or probably one other person. (laughs) Not sure who else is on that one, but that's good. That'll be fun. Uh, Don't forget as well, the OSU women's basketball team starts off tonight. You can hear that action on 1460 ESPN. Matt Andrews will have the call there. Tip-off is slated for 830. So Ohio State women's basketball taking on the Lady Vols of Tennessee. Kind of a big game. Two top 15 teams rolling in. What a way to start the season. I mean, we've been talking about the men's basketball schedule as just being abysmal at least the home schedule. And meanwhile, women's basketball gets one of the top programs in the country to face Ohio State, who is also one of the top programs in the country. So big matchup there. Should be a lot of fun. Jensen Lewis, you heard there. He is also joining us today. J. Lou, you ready to get into some trivia today? We got a little game show action coming up. Loving it. I like it. Election Day special. Here we go. Yeah, here we go. So it's Election Day trivia, as you said. Hope you all got out and vote. Still got a little time in the state of Ohio to vote if you have not yet, for what it's worth. Um, all right, so I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions, see how many you get right. Um, <laughs> if you lose at the end of yeah. this, I don't know if they told you, the penalty for losing is death. So a lot, on the, lot on the line here. Just be ready to go. 
And I'm not going to tell you how many you have to get right to avoid death. So, so give me liberty or give me death <laughs> is what you're saying. Okay, That's right. Here we go. Uh, question number one. Why was Election Day originally set in early November? Was it because of farmers, President Adam's birthday, which was October 30th, or the weather? I don't know why the weather just jumped out to me. I'll go with I'll go with C, weather. Weather is acceptable. Actually, weather or farmers. I gave you two of those would have wow. been acceptable. Right. Ding, As, ding. Yeah, an early November date was considered a wise idea because it enabled more voters to go to the polls because mm. back when they were doing this, most Americans were farmers. <laughs> yeah, the date right. ensured the farmers weren't trying to find time to vote during the harvest. But it also wasn't so late in the year that they'd get caught up in all these snowstorms and mud and rain. And, you know, again, because they had to walk. Maybe drive a buggy to the polls. It wasn't like they just hop in the cars. So that was part of the reason. The other part was there was a there was a law made about December. There was a date they had to have everything done by. But this was the they believe the driving force for that. Uh, next Love up, it. which founding father spent all of his campaign money by buying drinks, and I do mean alcoholic drinks, for his Whoa. voters? Oh. Was it George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, or James Madison? Uh, I'm going to stick with the C themes. James Madison. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Believe it or not, old G-Dub, George G-Dub Washington. started from the beginning. Well, he hey. did it. To be fair, he did this before there even was a thing called the United States of America. His entire uh, campaign yeah. budget in 1758 to get elected <laughs> to the House of Burgesses, which was the governing body of the colony of Virginia at the time, he spent all the money on liquor, 50 British pounds to purchase 160 gallons of alcohol, that was given to 390 voters. Do the math on that. That's a lot of booze. Wow. Uh, this was a tradition in England, and Washington embraced that and used it in Virginia to curry some favors. So there you go. Uh, next the, uh, up. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, the, the 18th Amendment, I believe, was the prohibition of liquor, and the 21st Amendment was the repeal of prohibition. So right. thank God he'd have to fall under those no, rules it wasn't, just, just early enough. Wasn't in that rule as of yet. <laughs> Um, approximately how many voters turn out for the midterm elections, like what we have right now? Is it 40%, 30%, or 20%? Yeah, see, I, I usually think it would be half. I'll go in the middle. I'm going to say B, 30%. Oh, sorry. You were closer if you said 40? It was 40%, yeah. yeah. Right. 60% on average turn out for presidential elections, 40% for midterms. Local elections, they say turnout is, on average, about 26%. And some mayors have been elected in U.S. cities with fewer than 10% of eligible voters coming oh to the polls. Oh, my God. Just think of that, right? Where it's like this guy or the gal who wins the mayorship, they get to go out like, yeah, I won. Everybody loves me. And it's like, no, of the 10% of people, slightly more than half of those people like you. That's how about, all we're yeah, talking how, about. How about Fetterman? Uh, the dude running for Senate in Pennsylvania won his mayoral ship by one vote. Oh, yeah. Right, because it was like a little town, right? Well, yes. I mean, not a huge town. It wasn't like millions of people voting. It was right. a few thousand people. That's wild. That's um, a recount. That's an automatic recount right there. <laughs> well, yeah, the presidential election in 2000 <laughs> with Gore and Bush, right? Doesn't they say that came down to like 500? Yeah, the dangling chads, which is oh, what... Oh, man. That was my nickname in college, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yikes. All right, yes, indeed. Has a presidential candidate ever run unopposed? Presidential candidate in the United States. Has that ever happened, J. Lou? Yes or no? I want to go A, true. Yes, it actually has happened three times, although the first two were, again, G-Dub, George Washington, buyer of liquor for voters. He yeah. ran unopposed in 1788, 1792. Go figure. 
he was kind of popular back then. They figured, yeah, no one's going to run against him. But the most recent occurrence was 200 years ago. President James Monroe and his vice president, Daniel D. Tompkins, won all but one electoral vote, which went to John Quincy Adams for some reason. He was the Democratic-Republican incumbent in 1820. And in the 1816 election, he had won 68% of the popular vote, more than 80% of the electoral college. So in 1820, the other party, the Federalist Party, was like, we have no shot. Let's not even run anybody. So they didn't. Wow. So he just he just waltzed in. And I guess one electoral vote was like a protest vote for someone else. But no. No other That's candidate like a hall of fa- That's like the Baseball Writers Hall of Fame. Yeah, pretty much. You don't wow. get in unopposed. Um, all right. I, you know what? I thought I would have more time for these questions, but that's okay. I'm going to give yeah. you... Uh, let's give you two more here. Okay. Um, if you're in jail, which you or I could be at any time, who knows? You could... <laughs> You can legally vote in two U.S. states. Which one of these is one of those states? Maine, Montana, or Michigan? You're in jail. You can vote in in either Maine, Montana, or Michigan. One of those states you can vote in. Which one is it? Um, I'm going to go with uh, B, Michigan. I'd like to believe it was Michigan, but it's not. It's Maine. Maine and Vermont is the other one. They're so really? polite up there in the Northeast. Yeah, you're allowed to vote and have been allowed to vote even if you're in jail. Felons are allowed to vote ever since those states were founded in 1820 and 1872, respectively. So, cool. yeah, it's been the law of the land up in uh, Maine for quite some time. But okay, last one. If you vote but don't take a picture of your I voted sticker, does your vote count? Yes or no? Uh, I'm going to go with A. Yes, does mm. count. Oh, oh, sorry, Ted. No is the correct answer. That's <laughs> does not count. You do have to post that on Instagram. If you don't, it does not. And actually, they've said they'll throw it out. That's what I. That's not real. Don't worry. But it seems like everyone thinks that because everyone has to post. I and I did this. I also posted a picture of my stickers. So yeah, everybody does it. It's fine. It's what it is. I love. I don't. I love how all of our democracy comes down to getting a sticker or not. Because if that we didn't or- have those stickers, would we even go? <laughs> I mean, it's become it's become an Instagram phenomenon. Like for people putting out there, like, oh, I did. I'm like, yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, okay? I know. You it's like get someone the posting the TikTok video. I did my chores and I did a dance to it. Guess what? That's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> yes, you're supposed to do the basic things of life. That is yes. correct. All right, good stuff there. Back page is coming up next. It's Man and Bone on the Fan. Fan traffic from the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident. Still causing slowdowns on East Whittier Street westbound at Parsons Avenue. Still working to get this one clear. And an accident involving injuries on Route 104 eastbound at South High Street. Traffic is slow here as well. This traffic report is sponsored by eBay Motors. You might not have the biggest garage on the block, but with eBay Motors, there's 122 million parts right at your fingertips. Whatever you need, there's something that fits your vehicle. Air filters, tires, seat covers, and more. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBayMotors.com. Let's ride. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Final segment of the program. Jensen Lewis been filling in all week here, or at least the last couple days. I don't know why I said all week. It's Tuesday, but Jay Lewis been like it's fun, been a man. Week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's been a lot of stuff, man. I just 
Just that uh, Jeff Saturday stuff alone with the Colts has, has kind of boggled my brain. But I don't know who is a little in over his head more. Is it Jeff Saturday coaching an NFL team or Elon Musk with this Twitter deal? Have you been reading some of the stuff that's coming out from the like the tech websites that you know a lot of the people who work in this industry kind of seeing some of the stuff that's been going on there? The latest here is that Friday there were massive layoffs at Twitter, which he you know took over he bought for what 40 some billion dollars and then immediately there were a bunch of layoffs one of the reports is that he sent in message to all of the managers in twitter's you know the sphere of influence and said hey your team i want one sentence of who the person is and what they do and then a sentence justifying why i shouldn't fire them and all these managers had to send this up the chain and then apparently whatever wasn't good enough, whatever sentences they didn't write weren't good enough. People got laid off. Hours later, emails were sent back out saying, hey, uh, we may have cut a little too far. So uh, if any of you want to come back, the door is open. So, oh boy, that's that's not off to a great start there for old Elon Musk. I don't know if that means I'll get banned from Twitter if I mention that <laughs> he may not know. I mean, again, it feels like someone who's in the tech world, but does not know how to run like this company of Twitter, but we'll see. We'll find out. Yeah. It's been a Definitely. bit of a roller coaster ride over there. Are you going to pay the $8, get verified? I heard that's the new thing. We got to all pay $8 to be verified. Um, I will probably invoice that to uh, <laughs> you know, Valley Sports Great Lakes or whichever entity uh, will require me to be on social media for my job. There you go. That's, that's it. Th- that is oh. literally the only reason I'm on. I'll tell you, man. I, I used to, when people would say that, I would go, oh, why? Social media is great and it's fun. And I do like, I've I've connected to a lot of people through social media. It has been an overall positive experience, but it's that negative backlash part of it that I'm like, you know, I don't know if I need to pay for that. I don't feel the need to do that. You know, maybe just post a couple pictures of walking outside or something you know just keep it simple no no hot takes like if i if i if i ever were to leave social media the only thing that would make me come back is just to like you know see the the cool pictures sometimes people post on instagram or something that's about it i could do without the rest for the most part but yeah that all said follow us on twitter at man and bone 971 and make sure you subscribe to the podcast you can catch any episode that you've missed you can find it all there but uh yeah been a fun ride here jensen you want to go ahead and hit the back page we can do that if you want sure absolutely let's get to it the back page the back page with common man and t-bone sponsored by care heating and cooling when you need a company you can trust call 1-800-COOLING all right take it away jaylu all right i've always been a jurassic park fan and uh can remember where i was when i saw the first glimpse of the uh, t-rex okay it's one of the formative movie you know spans there of uh, of our lifetimes well a tyrannosaurus rex skull has been unearthed in south dakota and is expected to sell for 15 million dollars or more at an auction in new york next month it is 200 pounds or 91 kilos for those of you scoring at home mm. uh it is just the skull fossil okay uh it already has a nickname it's called maximus Oh, that's that sounds about right for a Tyrannosaurus yeah. Rex head. Right? Said, how much is it again? Two. It's two hundred pounds or okay. ninety-one kilos. However, yeah. you do your measurements, and uh, they're estimating it at least at fifteen million dollars for the price tag. It'll be sold December 9th by an owner who wishes to remain anonymous. Uh, odds on favorite, I think, is it's Thomas Crown. 
who is selling this. <laughs> right. Uh, I know it's not a painting, but uh, man it likes does. to dabble. Well, you know, remember when The Rock had that skull? It was a it was a T Rex head in his background when he did the Peyton Manning right. Manning cast thing, and people were like, "Are you the guy who bought the fossil?" Because someone <laughs> was wondering who bought one of these giant fossils. And yes. he said, no, I didn't. That's just a sculpture. I wish I had the real one. But, well, now I guess he would get his chance. This is, yeah. this is his opportunity to go out and get one. But So you're going to need about six and a half feet, maybe eight feet. But it's actually six and a half feet or two meters. Uh, that's how big it is. Uh, and I'll give you uh, a wild guess. How old is the T-Rex skull I don't Maximus. remember my Jurassic period timeline. I'm going to say, <laughs> is it uh, 150 million years old? I don't know. You're, you know, you overbid, but okay. you're in the right, you're in the right stratosphere there. 76 million years old. Okay. And still has most of the external skull bones and numerous teeth. I mean, I'll, I'll send this in uh, our text thread here, but this is, uh, this is this is pretty big. Yeah. And you need to fit it in your garage. That's about it. But just That's think it. about that. Six and a half feet just for the head. Just put it in the garage. That sounds like a plan. All right. <laughs> Buckeye Roundtable is next. We'll see you tomorrow. It's been fun with Jensen. It's Man and Bone right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for heavy slowdowns on I-70 eastbound after Hamilton Road east side. Traffic is stop and go in that area. A crash blocking the left shoulder. Plan on some slowdowns from US-33. About a five-minute backup in the meantime. A traffic report is sponsored by Fresh Time Market. Get real fresh, real low prices at your local Fresh Time Market. This week, save in a pint of blueberries or six ounces of raspberries or blackberries. Just $1.88 now through November 8th. Get real. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. The Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit LindsayHonda.com. WBNSFM, HD1 Columbus. The fan. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.